0: Right, this is Al Vance coming at you from Studio 2. Got my good friend Josh Raymond in the house. How you doing, Josh? I'm good, Al. Glad to be back in Studio 2. Awesome, awesome. We, uh, we missed a week. We were starting to get on a good, uh, a good little routine, and we ended up missing last week. Just didn't work out. Super busy week. Um, but we've got some stuff to talk about this week, don't we?
1: We do. A lot of big things happen in the, in the last uh, 10 days, 9, 10 days. Do we have any sponsors for tonight's program? We do, actually. You know what? Hey, good call, Al. Let's start off with um, what is this episode sixty-eight?
0: The six-eight. That's right.
1: So, you know, our main sponsor for this episode is uh, is this show is brought to you by General Sports Health and Recovery. We, Al, we believe it or not, we are only thirty-two days out from the state wrestling tournament. Are you serious? Thirty-two days. If I well, if I did my math right. Well. there's a chance they I but it's close to 32 days. Depending Nobody on knows the for
0: sure what day we're recording. We can right, always this, adjust this later this is, if needed. We, we, we record on a much different day
1: than released. We are recording this. We are recording this 32 days <laughs> from the state wrestling tournament. So keep in mind, at General Sports Health and Recovery, Doctor Gannon Volk understands the needs of high-level athletes and the stressors that the sport can put on the body. That's why he's focused on helping. Clients perform better, recover faster, and prevent injuries as we make our way down the stretch of what is arguably the toughest high school sport. Schedule your complimentary consultation with Dr. Gannon at Generalsportshealth.com today.
0: Nice. Was that Carl Gerbschmidt calling you, or did I miss <laughs> did I miss you hear know, your special ringtone? That
1: was actually that was my smoker at home. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so my that pork butt is almost up to temp. Excellent. That was the alarm that I gotta. I gotta text Jolene right now. Just to keep <laughs> Your smoker's not right next to studio, too, Josh. It is not. Luckily, I have a wonderful sous chef at home. Right? Or yeah, that Jolene's yeah. gonna help take pull that pork shoulder off. Excellent. Excellent. Um, hey, we hit
0: number twelve this week, Josh. Sponsor ref, right? Preston Snowball um, was sponsored by Todd Doroff. Nice hey. to see our number twelve ref of the year.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, especially because Todd Doroff, he's an Edina wrestling dad. Yep. And listens to the show. He sponsored a ref a few times now since we've been doing this. Yeah, he's a return sponsor,
0: which we love, right?
1: Yeah, uh, love very much. And so he's sponsoring Preston Snowball, who is the son of Scott Snowball, who's an existing ref. Yeah. So anytime we can add a father-son combo to the refing world, you know a good sign, right? Yeah. So thank you, Todd Doroff, for uh, sponsoring a rough again. All right. So, um,
0: we are going to maybe touch on this a little later. So Thursday night I went and picked up some bleachers, um, to help out the Augsburg guys. Turns out that Cy Melby Hall, um, the capacity there in the bleachers is only 2,200 and they were anticipating more than that. For the 2020 version of the Battle of the Bergs. So they actually um, put both teams on the same side of the mat and brought in bleachers and, and packed those. So uh, we've talked about the Battle of the Bergs many times over the years, right?
1: Okay, so just hang on, let me rewind a second here. We, you, yes, we've talked about the Battle of the Bergs many times over the years, but we're getting right after it. We're not, this is, because in all fairness, I was not able to follow along. With the, it was a busy
0: weekend, man. Was, we had a
1: lot go, Lots of people had lots going on. So I'm, I am super excited. Just a quick reminder, of, in case we got any new listeners, yeah. yeah. What is the Battle of the, the Berg? The Battle of the Berg. So since 1995, two
0: teams have won a national title in Division Three wrestling. The Wartburg Knights and the Augsburg Augies are the only two teams to win a national title in the last 28 years. It's pretty. It's pretty, pretty impressive, impressive right? Stretch. And um, they have got what they call, right, Wartburg and Augsburg. So they call it the Bergs. They've called it that for a long time. About seven or eight years ago, they came up with a belt. It's a traveling belt, right? Like uh, a WWE style. Oh, yeah. It's, it's legit. Um, actually, uh, Coach Jim Mulsow, his wife, has, I think, a brother that lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that does leather work. So he made this sucker, like a custom oh, legit. nice belt. Yeah unfortunately that thing has spent its entire lifespan in waverly iowa oh that's disgusting it's terrible yes. right warburg had won it over and over and over and um you know augsburg's won national titles mixed in but they just couldn't win the bell. the birds it's warburg was on a stretch he'd won seven in a row and um yeah so that
1: that Duel happened on Friday night up at Sy Melby. So that's you're getting the bleachers in Moundsview to bring them over to Sy Melby on Friday night for the for the Battle of the Berg. Yeah, expecting at least twenty well, two hundred and one people.
0: Yeah, twenty two hundred and one at least, right? Okay. And, and um, I could not find an actual attendance stat, and I I cannot confirm or deny if that's because there's a fire marshal that could read the same. Web page I was looking for, right? It was it was a packed gym, Josh. Oh my gosh. In fact, I'd like to play a short little game here, right? So cool. um, I am going to I'm gonna read off a coach in a school, right? That had a bunch of high school wrestlers at this duel. So oh cool. Um very cool. It it turned out that there were we'll go through uh, and it's probably not an exhaustive list, but like 15 schools, th- many of which brought buses full of kids. Um, and the ones that didn't bring buses, you know, had vans or, or suburbs or whatever. Um, whole bunch of schools brought a bunch of kids to this duel.
1: Okay. Now, so this is, this is cool because it's worth mentioning, you and I haven't had, we haven't discussed this. We intentionally, you know, in our vast preparation uh, for this episode, <laughs> we intentionally
0: didn't talk at all about the Battle of the Bergs, right. and, and part of it was because I was there, and, and uh, I'm a huge fan and have been forever, and you're a fan too, but you didn't get to go, so you 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 were not, like you saw the final score probably, right, but yeah. you were not up to speed on all that happened, so we decided we're going to wait and just go through this um, as we're recording, right, so here's the game I want to play. Okay. I got a list of, of schools from Coach Mulsoth that that brought good crowds of wrestlers. Um, and I'm gonna mention a school and a coach okay. and you're gonna tell me a mascot, Josh. I because right? this is right up your alley. It I really do, is. I
1: do like this game. I'm pretty good at I am I think I'm a better than average at the mascot game.
0: And I would say the opposite would not be true. If you did this to me, it would be a bit of a struggle. Would, I would get some of these schools for sure. I feel
1: like but you're, not gonna, all. you're gonna try and throw me a couple curveballs here though. I can't, okay.
0: it's, it, it, right? It's impossible to throw curveball. I can't make stuff up.
1: Well, no, but I mean, no, I that's a good point, I guess. Yeah, all right, let's do it. I'm, so good luck. I am
0: ready. <laughs> I'm... Uh, Coach Josh Bartlitch, right, from Apple Valley, he brought a bunch oh. of
1: wrestlers. Josh, what's their mascot? They are the Apple Valley Eagles. All right. And it's worth mentioning that Josh Bartlitch was my, we were high school practice partners in the wrestling room. That's right. If you want to shoot a high crotch on those hips, I do not recommend it. <laughs>
0: Oh, how about uh Chris Hansen from Hudson, Wisconsin?
1: Ooh, the freaking Wisconsin. You like a right to Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, think a I don't want to get Josh
0: too comfortable. Oh there.
1: man, their colors are are blue and white. Their mascot. I mean this is the Wisconsin guys. I actually should know this, but I don't know that I do. Oh, I'm gonna say the Panthers.
0: Uh no, and and um I'll be honest, I probably should have looked all these up. I figured you just get them. <laughs> no, I don't it's are Wisconsin. They... Like
1: are they the Raiders? They're the Raiders. They're the Raiders. They're yes, the Raiders, they're the Raiders. Right? You know,
0: actually, I knew that is
1: I got that. I should have L- waited. Let's be honest, right?
0: Out. If you're talking Iowa, it's a something hawk. If you're yeah. talking Wisconsin and don't know for sure it's probably a Raider.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that. I don't even want to talk about Iowa, so yeah, they're the they're the Hudson Raiders. Yeah. So I mean they brought kids
0: over, right? That's uh, and by the way, what I mean it it was it was it was the it was probably the most electric dual environment I've ever been in, right? But not only was it awesome to fill this gym full of fans and wrestlers, but what a great recruiting tool! Oh. I'm telling you right now, any kid that w- witnessed that dual and doesn't at least say, "Dad, I want to at least take a look at Augsburg or Wartburg," right? Hopefully not Wartburg, but like it was the most. It was so fun, Josh.
1: Well, and doesn't Hudson have a wrestler on Wartburg's? team? They do. Um,
0: he was a pinnacle kid. Yeah. Nate um, Fuller.
1: Nate Fuller, yes. Started out at the Gophers and ended up transitioning to Warper, right? He he actually, I, that kid, I
0: I heard that years ago, that kid took a bus out to New York to wrestle. Is that <laughs> he, true?
1: He did. He did a 21-hour <laughs> bus ride. He spent the majority of the bus ride studying. He did. Yeah, like actually a great kid to bring with on a 21-hour bus ride. Right.
0: <laughs> How about uh, John Heron from Farmington?
1: Oh yeah, the, well the, that's an easy
0: one. They're the Tigers, right? Uh, Josh Prokosh from Blaine.
1: They are the Bengals. The
0: Bengals, that's right. How about Troy uh, Subert from Maple Maple Grove? Coach Subert brought a good crowd.
1: Oh my God, the Crimson, I think, right? Yeah, I yeah, think the, it is just a yeah, crimson. I think it's right? the Maple Grove Crimson. I could, I yeah, it's a crimson. I'm confident in that.
0: Uh, Grand Rapids,
1: coach Mike Shower brought down kids. Oh, okay. Now, so they used to be, they fell into the, they had to change, I, they had to change their mascot back in the day. I believe they're the Thunderhawks. Thunderhawks? I think so. Okay.
0: Does that sound right? Do you remember what they were before? Just out of curiosity? Something politically incorrect? Yeah. Yep. How about, how about this one? Evan Osterhout, uh, coach Osterhout brought kids from... Nashua Kiwak and Greenway, oh, I geez. believe, and and this Iron was range. one. This
1: is one I did want to go look and double check, and um, yeah, so that's a tricky one because that, that's up on the Iron Range. I don't have a ton of experience seeing them, okay. But I do remember many years ago Greenway was in the state hockey tournament, and I believe they were the Raiders. Greenway of Colerain was the Raiders, right? Okay. So a Nashua Kiwaton are the Spartans. Okay, does that sound right? I believe you, but I think since they co-op with those, you know, a lot of times when a team co-ops in the wrestling world, last year they had a they had a female wrestler that placed in state. Oh, Volker, I want to say his last name. I think it started with a V, and I believe she was a Titan. I think their mascot, their wrestling mascot, is the Titans.
0: So Nashua Kewaton. They're the Raiders. No, they're the Spartans. The Spartans. And Greenway is the... Raiders, I the believe. The Raiders. But the combo is, we believe, most likely the Titans. I believe it's the Titans. Nice. Confirmation would be great from someone if they hear that. But yeah, but... I, I, totally, I could totally
1: be wrong, so... If I'm wrong, let us know. And if I'm right, even, you know, let us know publicly. We don't have... To, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's that whole... Uh, Scold in private and praise in public, yes. Theory, yeah. <laughs> Except with Josh, it's okay either way. How about um, Coach Munster Tiger in Mount Westonka?
1: Well, that's they're again, they're they're they go by the White Hawks now. They, I think back in the day, they were maybe the Mohawks or something, whatever, politically okay. incorrect, right, in the right. but they're the, they're the White Hawks now.
0: How about? Coach Drew Gao at Minneapolis-Roosevelt.
1: Oh, that's what, this is a great mascot. I know this one. Drew gao has been around the Minneapolis area for a long, long time. Um, helping and giving back to the wrestling community. They're the teddies. The teddies? The Minneapolis-Roosevelt teddies. Nice. The Teddy Roosevelt. That's, yeah.
0: How about, uh, well, Dan Engelbritsen? You yeah. know what school he coaches for. No, it's Moundsfield, I'll help you out with that. Oh yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. Of them. They're they're all
1: right. And they got a good team. I mean, yeah, their mascots like the Killdeers <laughs> or, or, or the I don't know the ponies or what is it, a Shetland pony? Something to do with a horse, I think actually. Oh I mean, boy, Mustang. Okay, Get, uh, the, I can't contain myself with the Mustangs. How
0: about Nick uh, Nick Fornicoya over at Eastview? They're the Lightning. The Lightning. Yep. That's actually a pretty cool mascot. Like, it's not... I don't know if it's a mascot mascot. I don't know how to dress up as the Lightning, but I think that's pretty cool.
1: Well, yeah, and when Eastview High School started, it was like the mid-'90s. Or, there was... Yeah, it was a, the Apple Valley Eagles. I was going to Hall say, and they've district. actually... actually—they've You know, they've
0: lost some wrestlers to the Apple Valley Eagles, right? Like, they... There have been a few kids that have been Eastview District over at Apple Valley, but
1: yeah. So I'm noticing a pattern here. When you said Nick Fornicoya, he was, I believe, was a national champion for Augsburg. Dan Ingebrigtsen wrestled for Augsburg, right? There's a lot of... What if I said uh, the name Donnie Longendyke? What what
0: bell does that ring? What college? He wrestled for <laughs> Augsburg, right? He's, uh... He's up at White Bear Lake,
1: right? His alma mater. Home of the Bears, right? I think... Are they the Bears? Yeah, they got a white bear like Bears. All right. Yeah, you wanted to to say Lakers, <laughs> didn't you? I want to know, what they call their ice arena the Hippodrome. The Hippodome? The Hippodrome. Hippodrome. Hippodrome? Hippodrome? What does that mean? I don't know. It no, sounds either. like
0: a... I'm not sure. Is that no, like a Harry like...
1: Potter reference or something? I don't know
0: what's up. <laughs> hockey. The, the hockey
1: world, I don't get it.
0: Oh, uh, let's see. Minneapolis Park and Rec. Um, they've got a youth wrestling organization there. Um, they sent kids. Um, Jared Lawrence was there with, with some Pinnacle kids. And uh, Orlando Ponce, right, from Ponce Trained. Yeah. Yeah, he, he brought kids over. So, you know, just a ton. He's an Augsburg
1: alum through and through, right? Yeah. Like...
0: Um, I guess our last, we'll jump back. How about um, Jamie Olson, Coach Olson from Voiceville, Wisconsin?
1: Oh, gee. <laughs> Okay, first of all, it, it, there should be an asterisk next to the Wisconsin mascots. Why because, is that? Because it's not in the state of Minnesota. This is a Minnesota wrestling podcast. Like, you know, can I phone a friend and call Teague Fenwick?
0: You wouldn't recognize Teague. He got a haircut. He did? Yeah. he's He no longer looks like a hobo. What's like, that? it's a real haircut. It's like a big boy haircut. Oh, geez, Teague. Come on. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I got word that it's his first haircut ever since they started that podcast. His first real haircut.
1: Really? Yeah. What what provoked this? I I don't have the whole backstory. I was kind of hoping you would. I don't. No, I know that that Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast is coming out with some gear here in the near future, and we are on the short list to get some. Nice,
0: nice. So I'm excited
1: about that. Uh, Now, Boyceville, this is kind of a trick question, but I'm not falling for it, because we ran into them at a tournament a few years ago at the uh, North Branch Viking Open. Okay. And, um... Garrett Joles, who yep. wrestles for the Gophers, is from Boyceville, Wisconsin. His younger brother, Tret Joles, was there and wrestled Kay and Short in the championship, which was an awesome match. And the Boyceville, Wisconsin mascot, I believe, is the Bulldogs.
0: It is the Bulldogs. Yeah, they.
1: that's, um, that's actually a pretty cool-looking Bulldog, if I remember correctly. Like the, What colors are they? Well, they're purple and white. Okay. I don't know how that leads to Bulldogs, I, but... Well, I, I mean purple's the main color that the yeah I remember from the North Branch tournament. They so Boysville was out there too, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I you know, I don't I know for sure that some of these schools had had over 30 kids there because they brought buses. <laughs> Not all those schools we mentioned brought buses, but but um coach moves up and talked to to all these coaches, and I'm sure more too that I've that I either don't know about, yeah. We apologize
1: for for missing some, but right. I, I can only know so many mascots. Uh,
0: but but a whole bunch of high school kids were there, and it was uh, it was super fun. Like I say, it was. I checked. Cy Melby will hold twenty two hundred people with both sets of bleachers out, right? So they've got a set of full bleachers on each side of the gym, and that's normally what they do. For this duel, they had uh, the mat in the middle, of course, both bleachers out. But they also had both teams on the same side of the gym instead of opposite sides and opposite from the teams they had um, they had what was it 30 I can't remember their bleachers had like two sets of 16s had a couple sets of eights they had you know 40 50 uh, feet of five row bleachers like those were full behind there was people roaming around it was it was packed Josh it was way over 2200. It was a big, <laughs> and, and the nice thing is it was, the arena was packed. So like I've been to places where there's events that are, that have 2,500 people, but it's in a, an arena that holds, you know, 5,000 or 12,000 or even 4,000, yeah. right? If you go to watch a gopher duel and there's 2,200 people there in that arena, it doesn't feel like quite as many, right? Cause it's just, it's a big place, yeah, right? you know, It's spread out. But th- this place was packed and it was loud. It was awesome.
1: I'm I, I'm genuinely excited to hear about it. Well, I, I, I purposely I texted you, I did I did text you to see how Parker did. Yep. And um and that was it. We I left it at that so we could wait because I, I want to hear the rundown today. I want I'm I'm super pumped for this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm you like the 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 atmosphere the the environment like.
0: It would be impossible for me to even come close to replicating. I'm telling you right now. So all those those schools I mentioned, those coaches I know, you know a bunch of either kids, dads, or or coaches from those schools. If anybody listening is curious and they didn't get to go, like just just ask if you stumble across um, one of the kids from those schools or one of those coaches stuff. Just ask how the duel was in general. Just just a quick question because it was freaking awesome and it was. I mean. <sighs> I've been to events all over the country, right? From youth wow. to high school to college to D one to D two three whatever, and it was it it was probably I I can't think of a more exciting event I've ever been
1: to. Um, that actually says a lot. Yeah, that, that that says a ton because of all the. Well, I
0: mean, I've been to Carver Hawkeye, right? And but, and Carver Hawkeye has thirteen thousand people that boo all together and cry for Stalling and whatever. They're they're excited they're excited for the but. I don't even consider that a a, a destination. But right, just... but this duel was so much more exciting than any event I've ever been to at Carver Hawkeye.
1: So you've been to Carver Hawkeye. You've been to State College, right? I have. You've been to Rec Hall at State College. Yep. You've been the countless times to the Devaney Center, yep. University of Nebraska. Michigan, Michigan State. My wife has been to Ohio State. Um, You've been to the... Obviously, the Pavilion a ton. Well, so when we talked about this on our last episode, I thought, if I remember correctly, that when the Gophers beat... Penn State. Penn State at the Pavilion in front of 5,500 fans. So I
0: had people ask me, like, how exciting was this duel? And I said, it was literally one of the most exciting duels ever. And, um, you know, so recency bias or whatever they call it, like it just happened... So it, it's right on the tip of my mind, but even trying to come up with like a top five events and using this as a, as like a standard or a milestone, um, that that go for win over Penn state is up in the conversation. Um, I had a hard time coming up with three more events that were, that were even in the same ballpark. Um, it, it that's pretty impressive. It was bon- and it was the whole package. The arena was absolutely packed with the right size. Wartburg brought a great, like they had, I would say, halfway up one section of bleachers on the far side. So call it, I don't know, two 300 people, but a bunch of college kids came along with their parents and whatever, and they were rowdy and they were loud, and th- they, would, they would chant for stalling altogether loud. Like the Wartburg contingent was significant not nearly as loud or energetic as, as the Augsburg one, but it was loud. Like you could tell when there were times, right. When they were pressuring and, and, and Wartburg was on the offensive and, and maybe Augsburg's taking a step back once in a while and they were stalling, stalling, and it was loud. And then, you know, the tide would change later and it wasn't just one sided. It was, it was awesome. So look, they wrestled what, three weeks ago down in Cedar Falls. Yeah. So Augsburg was was ranked number one in the country in duels, number one in the country for individual. They were coming off a dual title last year, an individual title last year. Um, they were riding high. They were they were seated first down in Cedar Falls, and Wartburg came and punched them in the mouth. Yeah. And we tried not to talk about it because yeah. it wasn't super enjoyable. Yes. But but Wartburg wrestled good that day, right? And you start looking at it, and you're like, where are we going to make up points? You know, It's not going to be easy. So... I think here's what I'm going to do. I actually, um, I've got just like the last time, this time, the matchups, the 10 matches. Okay. I'm just going to kind of go through them and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So at, at 125 at national duels, right, his first starting action of the year was Austin Ladenbach from Apple Valley, yeah. who wrestled great, right, at the national duels. In fact, on the way down there on the bus, he didn't think he was going to start. Like, it was a last-minute, like, literally last-minute.
1: That's a pleasant surprise.
0: Pleasant surprise. And he wrestled like, great down there. Um, he he got beat um, by regular decision down in Cedar Falls, and he ended up, the Warburg kid came out on fire and ended up major in Austin, right? So we're down by an extra point after one match. And le- let me say this. National Duels is a dual tournament, a two-day tournament. Kids have to make weight twice. They have to manage their weight. Warburg is significantly bigger than Augsburg and they typically are every year. Like just they in, cut a just ton of weight. Yeah. They're big, they lift a lot of weights, they cut a ton of weight. Um, and they are built for duels. If they have to make a weigh in one time and wrestle one time and not weigh in again for another week, it like they're fears them. oh man, they're tough. They are tough. Um yeah so Wartburg's up by an extra point after one match. And and so the duel in Cedar Falls was twenty one 19 Wartburg so they won by two points yeah so we gotta figure out how to to make up a couple points Wartburg comes out and jumps out an extra point ahead at 133 uh they got a guy named Joe Pins excellent wrestling name right if you don't like his his school um and he is wrestling as good as as uh most 133 pounders in the country he ended up tech falling our guy down in Cedar Falls and won by tech fall again uh this weekend we Augsburg rolled out a different kid he rolled out chance Suddeth who's a true freshman from Wisconsin
1: still Wisconsin
0: kid. yeah from Stoughton. but um, you know this was he wrestled against lacrosse but this was his first big big duel right so he rolled out he wrestled hard but pins is just a handful so Augsburg's down nine nothing after two matches uh, one point worse than before rolling the next match and we got our first of two stools right Sam stool returning national champ comes out, and he's wrestling uh, Kyler Romero from Wartburg. Tough kid. Sam um, wrestled well down in Cedar Falls, but things kind of got away from him, and Kyler racked up some points. He ended up beating him by seven down in Cedar Falls. Um, This weekend, came out, and Romero was just all over stool. like He was pounding him. Sam had a a takedown with maybe 10 seconds left, maybe less, to avoid a major. So, so it was it was looking like three bonus points in oh. a win. Three bonus points and, wins in a row for Wartburg. And Sam soul right, returning national champ, doesn't like to lose, obviously. Yeah, not a fan. But big team guy. He found a way to to get a takedown late to save a team point. Oh, how huge is that? It was huge. And you know, um, a lot of fans maybe didn't think so. Like, we we had quite a few people there that are not, like, diehard wrestling fans, but they heard it was supposed to be fun, exciting, and they went. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, hey, Warburg's good. And, and they're really good down low. And, um, yeah, so Sam saved a team point there. Um, that said, after three matches, we're down 12 nothing, and it was 11 nothing in Cedar Falls. Ooh. So we're, we're actually going the wrong direction, yeah, this right? This does not feel right. So... As you can imagine, when Sam got that takedown late to avoid a major, the crowd went. You know, they were loud, like Like the Oxford crowd.
1: Wrestling fans, wrestling fans understand, right? All these high
0: schoolers, the coaches, the fans—they knew that was huge, huge, huge. So he avoids that. So Charlie Stool, Sam's little brother, Mm -hmm. who wrestles 149, he's in the back getting ready. Sam's younger brother. Sam's younger brother. What did I say? You said little. Oh, (laughs) he's a younger brother. Correction. Not little. Yes. No. Charlie's actually significantly bigger than Sam, but he's in the back warming up, and he hears the crowd go nuts. He's like, "Sam won. That's so awesome, because that's a winnable match for Sam. Like it, 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 it's it went wrong twice in a row. Yeah. But it's a match that that you know Sam can win. So Charlie comes out thinking his brother just won to get us back in the stool. In the second period of their match, Charlie looked up the scoreboard, and he's like, "Wait a minute! During his match, he yeah. looked up. and He's like." That's his 12 nothing. Sam, Sam didn't Sam win, didn't win. <laughs> He literally wrestled the whole first pair of that match saying his brother just won.
1: I can totally see that happening.
0: <laughs> oh, so Charlie won. Down in Cedar Falls, Charlie stopped the bleeding and won in the tiebreakers against uh, Charlie Dohan. Oh, oh, he's a Minnesota kid. Yes.
1: Irondale. Irondale.
0: Yes, Irondale kid.
1: Okay, do you pronounce it Dohan? I thought it was Dojin.
0: I. Well, it's spelled Dojin, and I believe you. I, I'm going to go with Dojin if that's the way to pronounce
1: it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's from Irondale. Tough yeah. kid. Yeah. So, Charlie beat him
0: in the tiebreakers on Cedar Falls. He comes into this match, though, knowing his brother just won, right? So, he's all on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Charlie came out. He put it he, his chest <laughs> he put it uh, to Dojin. He ended up majoring him. So, he got back that point we had lost. Oh, wow. So, he went from a tiebreaker win to a major.
1: Okay, I... Charlie Stool beat Charlie Dogen in tiebreakers at the national duels. A Couple weeks ago, yeah. A couple weeks ago. And now he majored him. Majored him, yeah. Oh wow. That's a yeah. He
0: put it to him. It was it was, and we needed it, right? So between Sam avoid saving that team point and then Charlie coming out thinking Sam won and getting off to a mid start. So yeah, he put it to to Dogen. So now it's 12-4. Uh it's an eight-point duel, the same as it was in Cedar Falls. Oh, so okay. Charlie made up helped make up that team point that we lost earlier on get up to 157 and we have got um josh we've got a Jagodinsky wearing black shoes which one was it
1: oh god uh, 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 blake yes <laughs> That's, uh, i didn't I, I didn't know
0: if you remembered the cheat sheet yeah, well, black shoes is blake black shoes is blake b is the second letter so he's younger <laughs> yes like right? yeah we have the yeah <laughs> i remember all this <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah so blake Jagodinsky. um he got beat down in Wartburg. He actually kind of got handled by this kid from Wartburg. He got beat in Cedar Falls like 7-2 and and I'll be honest it was kind of one-sided. Okay. Um the kid just had to an answer for everything. and Blake couldn't couldn't bust through his defense. He had a hard time and uh, Blake took him down 5-2. He ended up scoring uh, there was a penalty point and a takedown in the first and um, so look, Blake is like a super funky wrestler. I know I've talked about it off air a ton, and probably oh, yeah. on air a little bit.
1: Fairmont, Martin County, West Red yeah, Bull, yeah, the
0: Red Bulls. Very funky wrestler, um, and and he kept it he kept it really basic. Like he didn't get, um, you know, as a fan, you're always like, oh boy, oh boy, right? Blake kept it super basic and just wrestled a solid, solid match against a really good kid. One five two flipped the script. So now we went from um Augsburg being down by 11 at the duels we're only down five so big big we, flip there. we are that's a
1: huge flip we're headed in the right direction
0: we are uh unfortunately then we take a break right because there's a intermission oh yes um the line for concessions at intermission was like 186 people long it was, it was so
1: you were not getting popcorn I did not get anything pop- no there was no
0: popcorn to be had so we come out of intermission, Augsburg finally, you know, like say Sam Stool saves a point, Charlie Stool gets a point, like Jagadinsky flips a script, gets a major, or gets a win. That's awesome. Yeah. We come out and Cooper Willis um, wrestles our man, Nate Fuller, that we talked about. Yeah. And uh, I tell you what, Cooper, his last loss was against um, a kid named Michael Calando.
1: Do you know that name? Oh, yeah, I do know that name. He's a ginger from Illinois that wrestled for NDSU, and now is at Iowa. And, and yes. probably
0: makes more money in his NIL deal than half our listeners, right? Like, yeah, he's, he's doing myself. well for himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Congratulations, Michael. Anyway, that was Cooper's only and last loss of the year. He's wrestled so good since then, and he ended up, um, he pinned Fuller in an arm bar at National Duels and pinned him in a cradle Friday. He's wrestling the lights out, man. I'm telling you right now.
1: Wait a minute. Hang on a second. Say that again. He pinned... Cooper Willis pinned Fuller in an armbar on Friday night? No, no. In Cedar Falls... Okay. He took him down and pinned him in an armbar in the first period. Okay.
0: Friday night, Nate came out much more aggressive, and in the second period, chose down, and uh, Cooper cradled him and pinned him. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah. He just put the... I shouldn't say that because I'm a Nate Fuller fan, Nathan Fuller fan, but I'm also a Cooper Willis fan. Yeah. So And the duel was at Augsburg?
0: Well, and that's... Look, here's the deal. We had to make up points, and Cooper pinned Nate down at at Nationals, so he had to pin him again to keep keep his part of the deal in in check, right? That's freaking awesome. Yeah, Cooper's wrestling well, which gave Augsburg the lead for the first time in I don't know how many years against Warburg.
1: So... (laughs) And if you're wondering, this segment is brought to you by the Augsburg Wrestling Program. <laughs> <laughs> Osterman Electric, if yeah. you are in Loyal, Wisconsin yeah. and need
0: any electrical work done, mostly commercial, talk to David Osterman from <laughs> yeah. Osterman Electric. Give him a shout. <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, got back in the lead and then rolls out one of Wartburg's returning national champs, Zane Mulder, who is just a just an animal. I mean, this guy's legit. I I don't know if he was, he was not, um, he, he was not outstanding wrestler last year. He wasn't OW at Nationals, but he was in the conversation. Anyway, he won Nationals last year and he beat Seth Getzinger our our man from Chatfield, um, 7-2 down in Cedar Falls and he got on a roll. He ended up majoring Seth. So he got Wartburg a point back. Okay, Um, And I don't, I'll be honest, I think Seth is maybe one of the only guys, maybe the only guy in the country that could beat that guy. Like Zane Zane Mulder is is awesome and he's going to win most of his matches and most of the time, but Seth has got like some crazy get stuff that like he's so dangerous, man.
1: Well, I I believe you because you've we've had this discussion before and you've pointed guys with that kind yeah. of that skill set and that trajectory out to me before and you have not led me astray, right? It's been pretty rare and actually I've won some pretty fun bets off that. <laughs> you know. So um, so that happened.
0: We got up to 184 um, Bentley Schwanebeck Osterman, yeah. Um, he had he, he put it on Casey Ross from Wartburg last a uh, couple weeks ago down in Cedar Falls. He majored him. Wartburg weighed in three guys at 184 pounds. They, they weighed in Casey Ross, who he's their best guy. Like, he's good. He's a, he's a nationally ranked kid. He's solid, for sure. Um, they also weighed in two other guys, one of which was a former Augsburg Augie.
1: Oh, do tell, please. Yeah, yeah, Matt Roki
0: was yeah. an Augsburg Augie just a year ago, um, actually, 165 pound Augie. Oh, he's he's now bigger. 184 pound uh, Wartburg Knight yeah, after making a quick pit stop in Platteville.
1: Roggy is the guy who wasn't on the bus on the way down to National Duel. National that's duels, right. right. Yeah, that's like right. Has anyone he stopped seen for Rocky? gas.
0: Like, where's Rogie at? I don't know. He wasn't there. Yeah. Matt's now found a home at Wartburg. And so they weighed him in. Um, they weighed him in for the duel at 184. R- rumor has it that Bentley asked him if he missed the
1: resting room at weigh-ins. I uh which I think is really hilarious. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't get that. Like they weighed in three guys at one eighty four.
0: Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know. Look, I don't the it, it, it's easy to like villainize the the coaches for the team that it's like your rival that you don't like, you like to see him lose whatever. It's really easy to do that. Um I'm,
1: and I'm all about that.
0: Yeah. And some of their coaches really jump around like really aggressively. And oh, really no loud way. And begging that. for stalling and what? You know, pretty easy. Their coaches might be all right sitting around a, a bar table having a drink, according to some people I know. But it's it, it's fun to just make fun of them trying to play games that they can't win. Like, why would you weigh in a guy that is? Look, Matt Rogie might not make it to the third period in that in that match, and if he does, he's going to get probably stalled out.
1: I love that Bentley asked him if he do you miss his place? Did you miss? Yeah, that
0: is freaking <laughs> awesome.
1: Oh boy. So Bentley gets a major
0: again. They send out Ross, their right move, because the duel's still in question. He's their best guy, and Bentley majors him. Um, it got a little dicey at the end, actually. So Bentley was pushing. He was getting close to a tech fall, and he he had this kid broke. Oh, I love hearing that. And um, in the third period, with about 30, 40 seconds left, he he shot a high crotch and didn't get there. Ross, like, stumbled backwards, and then Bentley like took two like diving shots in a row at him from there and ended up on his knees. And Ross like fell down at, with exhaustion and ended up, you know, circling behind Bentley and taking him down for the ride out. Uh, but but it was still a major. Bentley okay. majored him. And it was like I say, it was closer to a to a tech fall than a decision. It was it was super one-sided. So one point duel. Uh we really wanted that. That major, right, because that gave Augsburg a one-point lead with two matches left. Um, we got 197, where Warburg has their other returning national champ, a guy that has only lost once in college. He's he's majored Parker Vance both times he's wrestled him, and we need to give Tyler Kim a Heavyweight a chance to win this duel for us, right? Yeah. Um, so we're up by a point going to 97. Um, we go out. Like I say, the, the Warburg kid, um, he majored Parker two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was, Majored him last year in the duel. And with about 40 seconds left, it was tied two, two, but the Warburg kid had riding time locked up, uh, or at least had a minute advantage. So okay. park was essentially down a point, um, ended up in a, a shot a single, came up into a body lock, got taken down, um. But it was it was a competitive match and and kept it to a decision.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot different than a major. Right, right. I mean, that's that's huge and that in a that in stage, a duel where every oh. point matters. And and we're down only two matches left. Well, and if if for our listeners, if you know, I really don't care what the kid from Warburg's name is, but if they want to go like watch some of his matches, what did you say? How many college matches has he lost? He's lost one. He's lost one college match. Yeah. What's the kid's name?
0: Uh. Endemi like Masomi Endemi yeah, he's like, maybe he's maybe he's a JUCO kid for a year, and then he came last year to Wartburg and just was pounding people. He's good. He's
1: really great, good. big, like, strong kid. Like a fun, like actually, if you want to, it'd be worth going to watch some of his matches. Yeah, to to dig to get an understanding of how tough this kid really is. Right. And uh, how how awesome is that? Like I and I, I got I can add just a little bit to this conversation here because I got the chance to talk to. Um, Coach Koob yep, on Thursday night, the night before the duel, and he was really, really happy with their game plan <clears throat> that they had for Parker, that they had worked on with Parker going leading into the Friday night duel. Yep. And it seems like it was... You
0: don't. Yeah, they had a good game plan. He executed well. Um, You know, and, and look, we both have seen matches and or coach matches that's like, here's our game plan, and we got it, and you just can't execute it. Like yeah, sometimes it's impossible. If, if your game plan is like, stop this guy's double leg, but his name is Jordan so Burroughs, like, maybe it doesn't work out. But why didn't you down block? <laughs> why didn't you block it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a great game plan, great execution, and... Um, with like say with forty seconds left, Parker was in on a single and came up to a body lock and it ended up not going his way. But he's right in that match. That's awesome. Man. And most importantly, in the duel, he didn't give up bonus. That is huge. So now it's winner take all at heavyweight. Oh boy, Wartburg's up by two. Right, as long as no team point um, team points get <laughs> taken away, um, winner take all at heavyweight. Josh. Um, so in Cedar Falls, I'll start with it. Cedar Falls, Wartburg was up by six, seven. They were up by eight, going at heavyweight. And they sent out their non-starter. And Tyler Kim from Apple Valley, um, fifth-year guy, went out and pounded the kid and pinned him. I don't know, first period, went out and pinned him. Didn't break a sweat, probably. Uh, this was a different situation, right? Okay. Duels in hand. And this kid is a guy, I'm almost positive he's a football player that also wrestles. And we've talked about it recently, right? Like there are some high school wrestlers uh, that don't want to see football players.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That there's that's, <laughs> that's happening. In fact, right earlier
0: now. tonight we watched uh, we watched um, we watched a little bit of college wrestling. We saw Nash Hotmaker, Hotmaker,
1: Hotmocker. I I'd say Hotmaker hot I hot say Hotmaker I do say mocker,
0: but I I heard him say maker. Okay. Yeah. He was like the number one heavyweight in the country and ended up playing football at Nebraska. Yeah. He's on, on the wrestling team. So we may or may not talk about that in a little bit. But um, this kid, I think, is a football player. Josh, I sent you, I sent you a 51-second uh, clip on your Twitter. So open okay. up your phone. Okay, hang on a second here. And I'm going to have you watch this. So this match came down to uh, the rideouts, outs So it was tied in regulation they went a 2 minute period overtime no score so it went to rideouts tyler kim went down in the first rideout and he got away in 5 seconds however there was a scoreboard malfunction said 6 seconds <laughs> i felt it was a malfunction i'm sure he got away in 5 seconds okay. but anyway it's warburg's choice and they've got to in college wrestling if it goes to this rideout 30-30 if it's still tied after that 30-30 whoever has more riding time wins the match so oh. Tyler Kim got away in, we're going to say six seconds, because that's what the scoreboard said. This kid from Wartburg, if he goes down and gets away in less than six seconds, he wins the match if it ends tied. If he doesn't get away in six seconds, he loses if it's in tied. So so your choice is, do you think you can get away in a few seconds, or do you choose neutral and try to get a takedown?
1: This, to get away in six seconds is... It's hard. That is the whole way out. It's hard.
0: And Tyler had not been called for stalling. It was a very active match, right, for heavyweight, super active. So what I sent you, Josh, you have it up yet? I do. Okay, yep. so you got it so, up. You have, so, excuse
1: me, I missed part
0: of what you were saying. Yeah, the situation is that. this. So... Tyler Kim is ahead two to one, yep, right? I see This that. kid chooses neutral um, to try to get a takedown in overtime, and they'll wrestle the full 30 seconds no matter what. Unless Great choice. Pin. I, I actually thought it was a good choice, too. So the entire duel, the battle of the Bergs who wins the belt – does Wartburg continue dominance over Augsburg? Like what happens here? Comes down to this 30 second go at heavyweight. Heavyweight. Two guys have been wrestling for uh seven, eight, nine and a half minutes, right? They've got to be exhausted oh, by gotta now. Be shocked. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come down there actually and watch. Do you have your volume on? I'm gonna come down and watch this fifty-one second clip with you. Yeah. Um while we're we're on here. Go ahead and fire that sucker okay, up.
1: Hang on a second. Oh, you know who I am with IT with hang on. Okay, here we go. Nice high crotch there out of Warburg.
0: He's got his head and his thigh like he's deep. Oh, he's oh, got it. A...
1: Oh, oh, my gosh. What the? <laughs> oh, Spencer Beach on the whistle. Like, oh, my gosh.
0: That, that was the last... 30 seconds Of a battle For a traveling trophy That had never been in Augsburg before And it all came down to that
1: Oh my gosh How freaking awesome was that
0: So like crowd aside And everything else Tell me like how exciting And that's, that, that's actually They didn't show the first 10 seconds in this clip there The kid was in on a deep shot Just before this
1: Oh my gosh! So there's not a person sitting in the in the in Melby.
0: Oh no. Oh. So I mean, look, you can have all the all the right setup in the world as far as fans and teams and referees and and whatever, right? But if the if the wrestling duel turns out to be a dud, it's a dud, right? And we've seen that. We've oh, seen yeah. people like, hey, this is going to be a great duel between minnesota and iowa or whatever right and and it just turns out to be a dud doesn't go right um this one went right and it did it ever and it came down to that it was i i think it was it was the most exciting um the most exciting duel i've ever been to and and i've been to lots of places watch lots of duels so super excited um we're gonna we're gonna see we won't see a, another duel out of those teams. Augsburg's in action again possibly this this Friday. Um, there's actually some question whether or not that's gonna happen. Um, the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh is scheduled to come wrestle at Augsburg Friday. They've actually got a pretty slim lineup. They've been forfeiting two three weights pretty regularly, so there's a chance that duel might not happen. But um, Augsburg's got another duel. They, they're they going to go. Let's see. They got Concordia, um, Concordia Moorhead. That should be a, a pretty good duel. Be some nice matchups there, some some top 10 matchups um, in that duel. They've got a duel over in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, wrestling the Vikings from Augustana. Um, and then, um, yeah, then the the. Regionals for Augsburg will be up in Stevens Point, and they'll finish off in Lacrosse, The national okay. tournament's in Lacrosse this year.
1: I don't. I don't mean to interrupt. Can I interrupt for just one quick you second? You absolutely can. A couple minutes ago, you said it was maybe the most exciting duel you've ever been to. Yeah. When I got here before we rolled into Studio Two, so just a little backstory for our listeners. Um, whatever time I rolled at two o'clock in the afternoon. And you and Taylor were watching, watching the Nebraska-Wisconsin duel, right? Yep, yep. And I said, I go, hey, I I can't wait to hear about about the the Battle of the Bergs. Yeah. But like, let's wait. Let's just wait until we start recording to talk about it. Yeah, and, and who, who knows, I, right? We might go completely sideways. It might be a
0: dud of a segment, or it might be fine.
1: Yeah, and like I say, I literally knew nothing. I knew so little about the duel because right. of. I, well, I kind of tried not to for, well, this. you were
0: super busy. You did you couldn't watch it live period. Yeah. So, so at some point you have a decision to make, right? You either get caught up or you say, I'll just wait I'll and, just wait. and I'll... hear it from one of the horse's mouth.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I said, you know, when I come in here and you guys, we're watching, you guys are watching the naturally wrestling, you know, big Ten shocker. On. shocker. <laughs> I don't know if the TV has other channels here. There's, I've never seen it. Couple. Their, well, you have the stupid Packers game on every once in a while with that. I don't want to talk about that. But so I asked Taylor, who, you know, great experience at the University of Nebraska, ton of Big Ten duels. And I said, hey, where does that rank? it? And, you know, actually had a great high school experience for Farmington. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a part of two of the first two Farmington teams to ever make it to state. Right. Um, where did that rank in duels for you? Like, because he's, because for people that don't know, Taylor's helping, and maybe you mentioned this already, but he's helping coach at Augsburg. He is. And he, he said, without even, without, even thinking about it, he said top five. Right. I mean that's really impressive. Right. And then then he thought about it and he's like, it might be top three. Right. You know, and the 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 wrestling duels he's been a part of, that is pretty. That is really impressive because he's been it, a part of a
0: lot of. It duels. is. I'm telling you. I mean, look, it was when he first went there. It was um, there were a number of of people from Minnesota, from you know maybe from our hometown that, um, we're like, oh, he's going to Nebraska. That's cool. Are they, do they, are they good at wrestling? And you know, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a gopher fan. I have been for a long time. The reality is that the Huskers were better than the gophers. They were just on paper. We're not, we're not, we're not going to debate, um,
1: yeah, no, I, th- I, I, I misspoke. They finished your, your higher. Your body than the language is. That's why we don't do video. They must have right. been the look on my face for the reaction. They, f- <laughs> like- they
0: finished higher. The Huskers finished higher than the Gophers. Um, I like got kind of defensive you know, there. Yeah, which is understandable. I also am a Gopher fan. Yes. But um, they were similar. I'll say they were similar. Yeah, for sure. And the Gophers had happened to finish behind the Huskers a couple of times. So, so anyway. Um, you know, for those of you that don't know if Nebraska has good wrestling, like, they're a pretty good Big Ten school. Oh, yeah. And and he got to be part of, you know, duels at Penn State, at Iowa, at Ohio State, part of the Dream Team, duel Minnesota versus a country. Yes. You know, part of the first and second ever high school um, state tournament team for Farmington, like been a part of a lot of cool stuff. And he said top five. And then when he started thinking, said top three, right? <laughs> like high
1: praise. And it didn't take him long to, no. to, to narrow it down to top three. And then he's like, he had a role. So we didn't, we didn't discuss it. And I, and part of it was, I didn't want to know much more. Cause I'm, I'm. Which I was,
0: is fine. Right. Like it's, it, and it's different too, because he was, he was on the sidelines for this one. And some of his other ones, he was, he maybe was wrestling it. Yeah which is a different experience. Totally different. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was, Josh, it was phenomenal. It, it was unbelievable. And I have said, I don't, I think the first time we ever did a podcast, not quite the first time, the first season we did a podcast, I know for sure we talked about the Bell of the during our first season of episodes. Oh, I it. And I said how you. much fun it was. And I'm telling you, um, you know, if you want, if you like rowdy wrestling, Plan on going down to Waverly next year and watch the Bell the in Waverly because those guys could be even more pumped up and more rowdy. If that doesn't work, two years from now, plan on going to the Bell the And I get there's high school wrestling. It, it happens, right? There's going to be conflicts. Could be gopher wrestling, could be high school wrestling. But if the if you happen to be free, streaming it's fine, but try to get there in person. It's such a fun event.
1: Oh man. Uh, just that video that you sent me of, of Kimmy's match. It doesn't even do it justice, like, I'm, Josh. I'm telling it you. Make, it made the gym look so small because there were so many people in there. It was packed. That is not a small gym.
0: No. No, there's uh, way over 2,000 people fitting that in the bleachers. Plus, on the extra bleachers, they brought in. Guys are staying around. Like, it was it was fun. So cool. And, and I even said this. You know, it's easy to say in hindsight, but I said, you know, even, even let's say Tyler gets taken down at the end, and that kid was in deep a couple times. He's Super athletic, really good, good heavyweight. Like... He, even if that kid takes Tyler down, that's an awesome duel. As a as a as a you know trying to be a non biased wrestling fan, it still would have ranked up there pretty high. But like emotionally, when your team wins in that situation, the team you're rooting for, like it, it just it jumps it up another half notch. Nice. Like it's a for sure top event.
1: How cool is that? Just for Minnesota wrestling, like when you were giving me when you were testing my mascot IQ knowledge. Mascot, yes, cause I I maybe got I probably got half of them wrong. I don't know. But if there's that many high school wrestling teams that were coming, you know, that were yeah. coming to watch, that's that's really good for the sport in the state yeah and especially when we beat an Iowa team right man it feels good right I wasn't even there and, and I'm pumped and a good Iowa team a great Iowa team I mean man. this is
0: a team that is that is won, you know roughly half actually slightly over half of the national title since 1995 I've got a permagrant on my face right, right? Now
1: just because it was an Iowa team they beat
0: <laughs> oh man yeah it was yep I I'm gonna stop saying how great it was because I can't convey it any better. But it was super fun. And and I do I'll say this. If you if you didn't make it to that event and you know someone that went, whether it was from one of those schools I mentioned or elsewhere, just ask them like if it was fun or not and what they thought of the event and get like a, a second opinion versus just mine on whether or not that was like one of the most exciting duels. And I'm sure there are folks that were at that duel that have been to big duels, maybe it was a section tournament duel or something, and and they thought they were more exciting. But I'm telling you right now, that is way, way up there in the list. Oh man. Anybody who was there is not gonna rank that low.
1: Sounds it sounds and looked awesome. And like literally that's why we waited until I didn't even I didn't I Literally spent zero effort looking for results. You Well, you ignored them intentionally. I did. At
0: some point, you decided, I'm just not going to look on purpose. I will not. I was waiting for tonight to, do, to hear
1: the rundown, and that is freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, look, out of 10 weight classes, there were like seven or eight Augsburg kids that had to do something special to, to help make that happen, whether it was to win or prevent a major or... To get a last-second takedown or to get a major. Like, it was...
1: To get a last-second a last second takedown to avoid the major. To to avoid the third straight
0: bonus point loss. Yeah, like, oh, man. That there's only that 10... Ma- like one. Josh, in high school, if your team loses the first three matches in a duel, that feels bad, right? It does. Imagine if there's only 10 weight classes Ooh, and you lose the first three all by bonus. That's not good.
1: No. That is not no, good. No, it
0: was... I mean, it was... It, it, it was awesome. So so it got, was awesome.
1: You had a couple of Ellsworth... Guys they're the Steele Brothers. Al, let's ask you if do you know, happen to know Ellsworth, Wisconsin's mascot?
0: Well, Coach Massick, have brought some guys, some teams <laughs> over to the um, to the clash. And um,
1: I'll give you a hint.
0: Friend of the show, Ryan Elson is from Ellsworth.
1: Their colors are
0: purple. I know it's purple, but um, they are are they? Are they some sort of like a hawk or an eagle or no. no? What are they? I don't know. They
1: are the. I think they're the panthers. The panthers. I think. I see. I seen them in a tournament last weekend. That's the only reason. I. I could be. I could be totally wrong. But I went to you
0: and I. My brother has a panther tattooed on his shoulder. I should know that, that, that. I should be able to. Like panthers should be a guess at the top of my mind.
1: Well, seventy-five percent of schools that are, have the colors purple are panthers. They're panthers.
0: Right. That's I believe that statistic, Josh. That's, that's, Extensive research
1: was done. It's legit. <laughs> oh boy that is so awesome that is congrats to the augsburg Auggies for um winning the battle of the berg and bringing that belt home congrats to that team seriously that belt is it, it
0: look there. those two teams are clearly the best two teams in d3 augsburg has won more national titles than battle of the bergs duels in the last eight years like that's, yeah, that, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's what, you know, you talk about people in different sports, they throw out the records. This is legitimate. It's, it's pretty close to throw out the records because they're both really good. Even in down years, they're both going to be good. And uh, last year, Warburg was gigantic favorites on paper. And Augsburg put it to them at the national duels. They finished ahead of them. They won it. But then a few weeks later, they went down to Warburg. To Waverly and and Warburg put it to them. Like it's just,
1: yeah. It's a great rivalry. It's could really be, fun to follow. It's nice that it's so close to home. And you could you could easily make a, a pretty badass documentary about it. We don't have to, Josh. Oh be, do tell Al. Um, I will not spoil
0: much, but there's a um, there's a group that does documentaries for the NCAA, um, for the NCAA, and they will be releasing a partial. Documentary, I believe, at the national wrestling tournament, with a full documentary to follow on this rivalry.
1: Did this group hack my my notes or what? I mean, this like...
0: this group spent two or three days in in Waverly, and then two or three days in uh, Minneapolis, and then was at the duel. And they're going to continue to follow it through the national tournament. Oh my gosh, that could be sweet. They do not have as nice as nice as of a camcorder as you want to get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what they have, but I'm guessing it's not <laughs> as nice as what you've picked out. Oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, someone's doing a documentary on the rivalry.
1: That is fantastic.
0: The New York Times did, um, uh, I think it was probably 10, 12 yeah. years ago, the New York Times had um, uh, uh, rivalries in sports. Yeah, I It was all sports, not just college and not just wrestling. And Augsburg was up there above all sorts of, you know, Augsburg waiver. Augsburg, Wartburg, above all sorts of um, you know rivalries and other sports or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, it, so it's a good it, one. Oh man,
0: it's fun sound to be a looks, part of. Man, sound awesome. And here's the deal, right? Like, um, you can get a you can get an Augsburg shirt super cheap if if not for free. Like two years from now, if you're not doing anything, head up there. Just go hang out
1: and watch it. It's fun. It is fun. I just love the way they incorporated. And I like the way you led into this with the the mascot um, trivia, just a little bit of just representing, you know, the Minnesota teams and even the Wisconsin, the Western Wisconsin teams right. that, that have a reason to go there and, and cheer them on and support them. A couple clubs, right? Really fun, yeah. that's like, trained and pinnacle. Y- yeah, and that is really cool.
0: And look, the you know, the ultimate goal of of both Ponce Train and Pinnacle, right, would be to have D1 national champs, right, eventually. But they've got tons of good kids come through and they go to all levels. Yeah, oh and, for sure. Um, in fact, you know what? If you see Orlando or or Jared Lawrence, I know was there. I don't know that Brandon was there. I think he had something going on. Um, was, I
1: think he was at gymnastics. He was, right? Utah.
0: I'm sure. 9975 or some crazy. On the beam. You know, right? Man. Anyway... Um, if you see Jared or, or Orlando, you know maybe ask them like what the duo is like too, like because they've both been a part of a lot of big things. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I will gladly do that.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, hey, college wrestling. Josh, has there been any hundred eighty-four pounders from Minnesota having any upset wins or big wins lately in college?
1: It's kind Holy of a, buckets! It's a w- interesting weight because they just they were kind of coming across my Twitter feed one after another. It was after nonstop. Another. I'm like, if, do I have is my Twitter broken? Why is it just 184?
0: Because I saw Mac and L.A. beat uh, like a top 20 guy, uh, Brian Saldano. Yeah, like tough kid, and uh, really hard to wrestle type of very game. hard, just right? Funky and, weird. Um, Berge beat, beat a top eight guy, right? A guy projected to be an All-American, Sam Wolf from Air Force. Oh, that's a nice win. Yeah, Berge beat him um, in Brent. our Ryder Rogotsky watch. Yeah. <laughs> he wrestled Jaden Bullock from Michigan. Um, what was the score of that match?
1: Was it close? Well, Bullock,
0: Jayden... Bullock scored a total of zero points. What's Bullock ranked? He's ranked, uh, I don't maybe like 15th? Yeah, yeah. 11, 12, 15? 10 to 15, I would say. Okay. I thought it was 15, but it... It, it's in that ballpark. Sounds like good. he's he's a on paper like a blood round guy. So that was like close he's the match. kind of guy you might have to wrestle in the blood round at Nationals. And Ryder didn't give up a point, which is good because when we think Ryder Rogoski, we think defense, right? No, <laughs> no, no, we actually no, think we offense. Don't think Ryder racked up twenty-one points. I think it was twenty-one nothing. 21. Was that right? Was it twenty one nothing? Exact fault. So he well Twenty-one nothing. Yeah, it's hard like, to get to twenty-one. It's really hard. to get So, there. so I didn't that. see the match. He had to be up fourteen to nothing, and have a seven-point throw to get to twenty-one. I don't. Yeah, that's the only way you get there like, without uh, penalty points. Yeah, that's a two, twenty-one nothing three-point
1: takedown. Tell me the place. last
0: time you saw a twenty-one nothing match. I've it's never, not common. I've never seen it. Is that. uncommon.
1: I've never. <laughs> seen. Thank you to Kelly Rogowski for teaching Ryder how to wrestle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, hey, speaking of
0: um, Minnesota kids, he's not 184 pounds quite. Tyler Wells finished a duel out. Minnesota was at Rutgers, and the duel came down to the very last match of the of the night, or the afternoon, and it was Tyler Wells. Uh, unfortunately for Tyler, he had Dylan uh, Chauver, right? He's ranked eighth in the country, so that's it's a tall tough, order. tough matchup for, for Tyler there from Rutgers, you know, when he's trying to win the duel for the Gophers. And, oh, wait, he did it.
1: He won the he match, did he with, did. which in turn wins the duel. <laughs> right? How fun is that? Oh and don't gosh, think, I, I, I don't think
0: I don't think Tyler's wrestled his fourth match, or not more than four. His red shirt's still intact, I believe. I don't know if they're gonna pull it if they're not. But um, to put a true freshman out there in that situation to finish a duel, right? Like against a super tough guy, you know, nice, nice win for Tyler.
1: Oh man. And, and I'm, you know, we're obviously, we're not totally surprised. I mean, Tom, no, I, just a, a fantastic high school wrestling career, but he'd lose one match in high school. Right. Like it's, it's, we're not shocked that he's, you know, doing these things at the next level. So that is awesome. And, and even better, like, oh man, we do not want to, the Gophers. The are, Rutgers, are you, are you kidding no, me? We cannot lose no. the Jersey, one of the Jersey Shore, whatever they are. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, no way. Oh
0: boy. Yeah, so um, all kinds of stuff happening this weekend, right? But for college, I just figured after I spent a bunch of time telling you how excited I was about this Augsburg duel, I'm telling you right now, man, you gotta go watch this sucker. The I know f- you haven't, you have not been to a battle the Bergs in not. years, right? No, or ever, no, never. It, we're going to change that, Josh. I promise.
1: I I, yeah, I would have been there if the schedule was allowed, I'm actually going to get sure. on the
0: phone after that we record this. I'm going to get on the phone with Coach Reitmeyer and tell him he cannot have anything scheduled the weekend of the Battle of Bergs next year. And we're taking the bus down to, I don't know, we'll I'm see gonna, what happens. Well, what about we'll Charlie? I mean,
1: there was the Simley Girls Tournament. That's why I wasn't there this year. The we're going to get, State. I'm going
0: to talk to Coach Short. We're going to get a girls tournament in Waverly the next day, if we have to
1: i'm down with it we'll, take, we'll load up the bus and away we go we, we've like, got time
0: we've got time we can we can go to battle of for years to come
1: i just the videos of it the that you sent me there that are how many so heavyweight cool.
0: matches have you watched that were just unfortunately not super exciting right like There's i mean a couple and look those are two it would not shock me if those two wrestle on saturday at nationals like they're they're the, from, that kid from from what Holmberg's i saw there legit, the one
1: minute clip that yeah. it would not shock me at all
0: yeah and and there are times when you watch a duel come down to heavyweight and they do a lot of leaning and underhooking and you know big guy rolling grabbing a wrist and going to his hip or whatever like those two were all over the mat they're good that's what they're excited so for for it to come down to that at the end see, was
1: and i'm a true like i i you know, we wrestle in Wisconsin a bunch for the high school season, yeah. and, and you know, like you go over there for a dual tournament. You know, you draw for what weight you start at, and then you know we did whatever up to
0: one every every round or whatever.
1: Yeah. I'm okay with that, but I am a purist, a Minnesota wrestling purist. Let's finish with the big guys, right? Right. Let's. Let, that's what
0: I I'm just with think you. that's the
1: way it's meant to be.
0: There was a rumor that um, that some some coaches felt like. They didn't want to start with a random weight because what happens if a 106 pounder has to finish a duel? And I'm like, you mean your most, you know, maybe your best wrestler on the team that's wrestled like 80 matches a year for the last four years because he's in sixth grade and he's known he can't play football for the last four years, so he's just an incredible athlete and wrestler that's used to the big stage at Fargo and whatnot. That that's a kid we're worried about, not.
1: <laughs> well, well so that was a, that was the thought, right? If years back in Minnesota we we went to that for a year or two and I do and here's what I like here's what I love about Minnesota wrestling. We tried it. Yep. And at the end of the day, I think the the wrestling community and the, the coaches association everyone decided they didn't they didn't want the pressure. Yep. The pressure of of, of the dual coming down on a 106 or 1 107 or 114 pounder or whatever the weights are. Um, because there, there's a good chance there are seventh or eighth graders, ninth graders. So now
0: all of a sudden we don't like kids that are seventh grade and 260 pounds.
1: Well, I think that was probably an excuse. I think so too. But I'm with you. I, look, a couple, cause I'm we, picking we, on
0: you. I'm with you. I, we I actually prefer to be the big guys, man. Yeah, I prefer. I prefer traditional. Yeah. Start little and go big and and be done with it. It I'm, is what it is. I'm, it also look. It also makes a difference sometimes for for bumping kids, right? Like let's say you started at 100, 140 some middleweight. Yeah. Well maybe you were maybe you were going to bump or not bump based on matchups or or dual score, but you might get that taken away because we're starting at the weight that you were going to bump your stud up to. For sure. Start at the bottom that never happens.
1: So now this is for our for the the handful of listeners we have. Let us know what you think. I I would be curious. DM us, tweet at us, whatever, send Al a message on Facebook which he never checks. Um, one of our
0: wives will get it.
1: Yes, one of our wives will get I it.
0: I mean, one of our IT staff.
1: Yeah. We'd like to hear your thoughts because I'm a I'm a big fan of starting at 107 and finishing at heavyweight. Right. Any, any of my wrestling fan, friends know that. We yep. just talked about it. But curious if there's other people that are like, no, let's let's go back to drawing for a weight and starting at 133 and then rotating through.
0: I look, I don't have a problem with the way they do it at the clash. Yeah. You know, where they pick a random weight and then rotate one every. But that's a unique thing. And it's like it's an interesting little one off for me. I, I would prefer, I don't want to go to the section tournament to see who makes it a state and have it random draw and possibly take someone's game planning out of the, you know, t- take away an option oh, yeah. for game planning. Awesome. So, yeah. But. Whatever your opinion is, one way or the other, let us know. Let us know. Oh, high school, high school, high school. I thought, did I, so when I went to pick up bleachers on Thursday from uh, Moundsview, it looked like they were setting up for an event. Was there a duel there on Friday, Josh?
1: I don't know if they had a duel on Friday or not. No wrestling for Moundsview this weekend, as far as we know? Um, Definitely not. Maybe, I don't yeah, uh, Moundsu. Like, did we not talk enough about them earlier? Is this is, and this is the horses, the Moundsu horses. Yeah, is that like what it was? The, the ponies or the Shetland ponies or the, the no, like the Clydesdales. The Clyde. No, they wrestled not. like Clydesdales. They, no, I'm telling the, you right now. I
0: <laughs> I saw some clips from a Friday night duel. I'm not sure who it was against, and they looked like Clydesdales.
1: That is, they maybe Moundsu maybe wrestled No, Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night. I'm not. You know what? No one was really interested in Mounds' use duel on Thursday night. <laughs> let's just be honest. Let's talk. Let's let's find some other duels to talk about. Al, um, there's a lot of things that happen in the wrestling community that are more interesting than Mounds' U's match on Thursday.
0: All right. Right.
1: Like, um, pick a. You know what? Pick a corner of the state. Like, Thursday, Friday. There, there's a ton of stuff that happened this weekend. You know what? Let's hey, let's rewind. Let's go back to. How about this? Let's go back to the Casson Manorville try on January 19th. Okay. Where they hosted Casson uh, hosted Stillwater and St. Michael Albertville. Ooh, that's that, a nice one. That ruffled a bunch of feathers that of that night, that event. Um, so in the first, you know, Stillwater, they beat. Okay, yeah, Stillwater beat Ca- or St. Michael Albertville 27-25. Okay. Now this was there's some interesting matchups in here. Cade Elson, the 107 pounder for Stillwater, he uh, beat Grant Bergeron nine to four. That that's a really nice win for Cade. Sure. That that got the duel started at 107. Yep. Which again, where should? Let, that's where the duel should start, right? The Rabado beat Joe Doffenbach 10-4. Noah Nicholson from Stillwater beat Brody Bergeron. He actually pinned him. And uh, as you go through this duel and look at it, like. There was a ton of people, like I got my phone was blowing up. They're like, Did did Stillwater just did they really beat St. Michael? It's like, well, I, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I wasn't there, you know. Right. But Stillwater, this was interesting, Al. They forfeited, they must have won the flip. And um, they forfeited So wait, to, wait. Did I I asked
0: you about this? I speaking of people texting you, one of those many people. I'm like did Stillwater really win this duel forfeiting multiple weights? Did that happen?
1: They did. Stillwater was Stillwater won this duel. They forfeited 152 and 172. That's crazy. That is so they 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 made a, an eleven match contest. Yeah, they they voluntarily <laughs> forfeited twelve points and still won. That is that is actually pretty impressive.
0: Well, look who they forfeit to. Depending on who won the flip, I can guess, but who won? Who would they forfeit to? They
1: forfeited to uh, number one ranked wrestler and defending state champion Landon Robidoux, okay, at one hundred and fifty two pounds, and then they forfeited to Jed Wester, number one ranked wrestler and defending state champion, right, at one seventy two. Right. So, yeah, the. What do Those two have that? a
0: lot of bonus point wins in their career.
1: Oh yeah, sure they do. A ton, right? And what do you think about the like the momentum piece of that,
0: boy? I, I, Josh, I, I'm going to be brutally honest. Like, I, there's a time and a place to 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 send kids out and compete, and. There's also, there also may be a time and a place to kind of steal momentum, right? We believe, we both believe because we've seen it happen, momentum's a real thing in a a high school duel, college duel, any duel, 100%, uh, World Cup duels. Um, There's a time and a place to actually, um, you know, you forfeit to a guy that in all likelihood, if you don't have an answer for him and you think they're going to they're going to almost certainly score six points, and you forfeit to them. That actually, I, I feel like that actually steals a little bit of momentum from the favorite. Oh, it has to, doesn't it? I, used... I, I, it? I I cringe a little saying it because in general, you know, I'm not a fan of forfeits, and I, and I like, hate you them. know, I, I love to we, watch
1: wrestling. I, we hate them, right? We both but, ha- we both hate them.
0: Strategy-wise? Strategy-wise, you can't fault it. There's no penalty for it, right? So, look, if this was a section, if this was a section finals, they would have sent somebody out there to take a beating. They have to. Because otherwise they have to forfeit above or below or at at the state wrestling tournament the next week, right? Something along those lines. Yep. That's That's roughly the rule. Yep. But in just a one-dual, you know, matchup, like, you don't have to send a guy out to take a beating. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, if... if you know, you look at those two guys, they've, they've, especially at 152, they've got more pins than, than non six point wins this year. And some of them have been pretty aggressive. Like, um, I don't know. I, I don't see a reason. There's no need to, to send a kid out there at that at that particular weight in
1: that duel. As much as we hate it strategy wise, it's like, it's an interesting, right. Kind of a, just a takes momentum away and they did a still water did a no it is worth mentioning st michael uberville was without they were without john murphy and noah Torreson in this match um it, so without any inside information just looking at results
0: is noah healthy or available or when's last like
1: you he's don't spend unavailable for a while that i thought i saw him briefly yeah he wrestled at the clash you know and wrestled well yeah, so I'm not I don't know for sure. but he didn't wrestle in this duel. He did not wrestle in this duel and neither did John Murphy. Okay. So and you know they both kind of have been they've, they've been in and out of the lineup a little bit and, had, and I'm sure they're probably dealing with some nagging injuries or illnesses. and um, I'm guessing they're hoping to be back for the postseason and probably just playing it safe. But still, like you have to tip your hat to Stillwater. They did. They won some matches that, on, on paper, they were not expected to win. Like, at 133, when Isaac Leonard beat Gavin Jackson 5-4, to four, that, I mean, that's a that's a big win for for Stillwater. Sure. You know, that, and I mentioned Kate Elson over Grant Bergeron earlier. Like, Grant, you know, early in the season, Grant Bergeron, what was he ranked? Was he ranked, like, first in the state, yeah, I want to say? Yeah, super high, for sure. That's what... Um, so that's a huge win. Like Cade is one of these, he's one of these guys that he's he's really, really developing as the season has gone on. I know he's a young kid, you know, but kind of finding his way and getting more and more comfortable. And he's one of those kids that's like super tough on top. And that could just be a huge equalizer. And oh yeah, yeah. Especially when you're when you're not used to wrestling kids that are tough on top. But now, likewise for like St. Michael, they had Jared Watson back in the lineup. And he got a win over Linson Turner that he beat Linson eight to three. You know, Jarrett spent the first half of the season. He was out some type of injury. I don't know exactly what it was, but he's back. Um Cito Tuttle, you know, his dad put together our end of show rap. Thank you, Mr. Tuttle. We really appreciate that, Tony. No, I
0: can't tell you how many people are like, where did you guys get that? How much did you pay for that?
1: Oh, it happens all the time. But that is you know, that was that's a pretty fun try they put together. And then Casson, then Casson manerville ended up beating Stillwater. Wow. Yeah, they beat Casson, beat Stillwater 32 27. Rex Ashford from Casson, he beat Kate Ellison 4 nothing. Joe Doffenbach beat Callen Anderson, he actually pinned him. Noah Nicholson beat Spencer Myers, he pinned him. Mikey Jelinek, he pinned Kimani Bent. Like they were just rolling through bonus points there in the first three out of the four matches. Then the Frederick Brothers. The Frederick brothers from Cass, and they decided they're gonna slow it down a little bit. Jonah Coleman, he also got a decision. Joey Kennedy, he got a tech fall. Luke Swanson, super tough. He actually major decision, Linson Turner. Dominic Mann was having a fantastic season. We talked about him last week. He got a pin. Jacob Dutzman, he got a major decision over Isaac Hunter. Cito Tuttle kind of stopped the bleeding a little bit when he beat Owen Nelson nine to six. And then at heavyweight, Andrew Olson beat Cass and Winia. He pinned him, but yeah, Cass Manerville ended up beating Stillwater 32-27. That was a heck of a that's a heck of a try they had there.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Where was that at?
1: That was in Cassin. And what was that? That was January 19th.
0: 19th which was a little over a week week and a half ago because it was uh they still did the swallow duels Josh
1: yeah that was that was actually yesterday yeah Casson ended up winning that they beat Shockpee in the finals of the swallow duels nice yeah then they the um it was kind of nice Casson they stream for the swallow duels they stream the Casson matches so you can watch whoever they wrestle like if you're if you're interested in Lacrosse Aquinas versus Caledonia. Not, not gonna be able to Watch that, that, but you can watch the Casson Aquinas duel or the Casson Shakopee duel, which is is still good. You know, I mean, It's kind of nice being able to watch that. Sure. Well, so then, okay, that was January nineteenth. I was kind of trying to deflect from Thursday night, Al, when you were talking. Hey, let, you know what? Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about. Um, Let's go outstate Minnesota, Al. Let's just. How about like Section 8 AAA for the last handful of years? Wilmer and Bemidji, they have just duked it out in that section. And they've battled. They've battled for section championship. And I, I think Wilmer's Wilmer's probably got the best of them in the last handful of years, but Bemidji's made it to the state tournament. Well, here they were. They wrestled and Wilmer beat Bemidji 29-28. That will be a fun section to keep an eye on. So now I know what you're thinking. Like, That's a long ways from us, right? Well, that's like
0: I'm hoping it's streamed, because I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to be hard for me to get there.
1: Yeah, like we, There's we, a lot
0: going on that weekend. Bemidji's
1: a long ways it's away. It's long ways. But if, as I, I'm looking at the breakdown of the duel... And you know I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to figure out where each team can kind of flip a match. Right, match. right. And here's one thing I thought was interesting. Wilmer had Colin Carlson. He wrestled hundred and thirty nine pounds.
0: He did not. He's like a hundred fifty two pounder, Josh. I've well, seen the kid.
1: He is. He is like a <laughs> hundred fifty. He is Chad Carlson's son. He is a hundred fifty two pound. I mean, he is the size of a hundred fifty two right. pounder. I've seen it. I know. Like. Kim and Cash have wrestled many times over yeah. the years. So like For years I, and years. they
0: kind of tracked to be the same size, right? Like every year they kind of, well, maybe one outgrew the other. Nope, they're the same. <laughs> I always liken them to be the same size. Right.
1: And um, apparently... Cash is not wrestling 139. No, he is not. <laughs> but Conlin <laughs> is. And um, he got a pin in 2 minutes and 29 seconds against Bemidji at 139 pounds. 139. What this? What day was this? I don't
0: know the date. The only re- so the only reason I'm asking is I'm trying to figure out if, if it was a plus two, right? So 139 turns into 141 at Christmas, and then it turns into possibly 142 or three, yeah. based on the on the night, right? Well, if this was like a let's call it a Friday Saturday event, yeah, and they had maybe the team they're wrestling huh. had a Friday event and maybe the night before. Uh, that team had a Thursday like that can turn into a plus two, and that's a really opportune time for a kid who's maybe watching his weight pretty aggressively, to you know to make that one thirty nine, which is a one forty three weigh in, right? But it, but if there's no pounds to be given, one forty one is a long ways down from one fifty two.
1: Well, and I honestly have no idea on the pounds that were that. You know, could have been given other than the plus two from January 5th, January 1. But I would be surprised if Comlin dropped down to 139 just for them to beat Bemidji and get the one seed versus the two seed. It's unlikely
0: that that was, um, that drop down was due to that particular duel at this time of year.
1: I don't feel like it was. So if you. It may
0: be a larger game plan. I mean,. Collins is going to
1: be a huge 39 pound. Oh, my
0: gosh. There's a, look, if he wrestles, if he's 139, which we're going to assume he is, there's a a chance, right? There's a reasonable chance he could wrestle on Saturday night at the X. Like He might be a pretty big 139 by the time Saturday night rolls around.
1: When do they weigh in on Saturday?
0: <laughs>
1: early. I don't know. Really it's got to be,
0: what, one or two hours before the first match, which is like a blood round match or whatever Saturday morning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Keep your eyes on that. I mean, that kid is. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm trying to remember last year at Junior Duels. I think him and. It's, it's just easy for me to remember because him and Cash were kind of always the same size. Right. I think They split matches down. Yeah, at, they've always at been duels. within a few
0: pounds. Right, like five, six pounds at the most.
1: Yeah, like that. I mean, he is going to be a huge 39 pounder. That will be fun to keep an eye on. That that sticks out the most in that duel besides the score, like 29-28. Like, like I say, like Wilmer and Bemidji have met in the section finals for a handful of years now, and it'll be interesting to see. Let's keep an eye on that and see how the the adjustments those teams make and, and what happens from there, because there will be adjustments. They're not going to just do this again and no hope for different results. Right, right. right. Um, okay, hang on a second here. That was in Wilmer. Let's look at, as we're talking here, let's talk a little bit about the can be try. okay. So, Canby, they had Belgrade, Brutonel, Rosa, and Miniota in their gym. Well, Belgrade, Brutonel, Rosa, BBE, they beat Miniota 34 26. Then Canby beat Miniota 30 to 21. And then Canby beat BBE 38 29. Now, what's interesting about that, like pr- probably the most interesting part about that, is BBE is ranked they're currently ranked number two in the state. And Minyota is ranked number ten. Canby is not ranked, and they are not in the lean and mean. Whoa. So that's a heck of a little try for them. No doubt. Yeah, they uh and I know like I don't the single A rankings are hard for me to follow.
0: Well, and they're hard to do, right? Oh my gosh. For sure. So hard it's, to do. You know, they're you think about the, the furthest teams in the north and northwest of the state, or whatever, northeast, northern part of the state, and then southeast Minnesota, maybe way down low southwest. Like trying to they're never gonna see each other during the season. Never. Right? They're seven, eight hours apart.
1: You know Let's look. So I know that I know it can be a mini That's that is a significant rivalry. They're sure they're not fans of each right, other. Let's right. see how far away they're let's go with the old Google maps here and let's see how far away they are because I'm curious now. Belgrade, I know that's like an hour and a half, hour and forty-five from Canby, so let's just go see how far. I'm I'm just curious.
0: This try was at Canby. It was at Canby.
1: Like I'm, they. I'm pretty sure those. They're close, really close to each other. Okay, so twenty minutes, eighteen miles. So. Again, like say what BBE is number two, Miniota's ten, Canby's unranked, Canby walks away. Now the reason I bring this up, Al, that's s they're all in the same section. That's a section five.
0: Yeah. That is a section, yeah. That's a like, great preview. How the heck is BBE? They're
1: two hours Man, away from Canby, they're in the same how many, section.
0: How many days are we from the state tournament? Have you said that yet? I, I know did. you've got it in your back of your mind. Are we like thirty days, thirty two days away? Thirty two days away. And they're and and which means look, that means team sections is only like fourteen days away, roughly. Right? Yeah. So it's always two weeks before. We've got team sections, and we get individual sections, and we got state tournament. So we're like two, two and a half weeks from team sections. And these three teams are gonna duke it out to try to see who makes it to state, and they're having a try right now. That's awesome.
1: Oh my gosh, so uh, fun is that. Like you you should you should actually get a hold of Craig Hansen, Max Hansen's dad, yeah. who's going to Augsburg next year and ask him, let's get a little interview going, see what he thinks about this. Because, so are you telling me right now that Canby's the one seed and BBE and you drop BBE and Minota they're the two and three? I, <laughs> I don't know. Is that what it is? I, I have no idea. Like, I don't, I'm, tri- I, I, Maybe. I don't know that's freaking awesome for canby if it is and because yeah right I mean
0: anytime there's a three-way nasty uh grouping like that you'd love to be the one and have
1: have the other two on the other side right oh gosh yes. I mean and I know historically that section is really tough so I'm guessing the four seed's gonna be no slouch either like for sure yeah right the but yeah that's that just keep an eye on that um Looking at that duel, you know, I don't... There, that tribe. What a freaking tribe that was. Holy crap, man. Like, say...
0: And if you're listening, Craig, try to figure out a way to get your phone number to me, to Al, and uh, just so we have it moving forward. It's always good to have a, a contact with some inside info up there.
1: Oh, that's what... We got Craig's, in, we got Craig's contact. In All right. For sure. Um... Okay, let's go to another one. The I'm going to keep an eye on that. What do we? Uh, let's see here. Let's stay. Let's, we
0: still haven't talked about any Thursday rest or Thursday wrestling. Feels like there should have been high school wrestling. Maybe not. There might not have been any events on Thursday.
1: Keep looking. Well, there was a girls tournament seemingly on Friday. That was um Thursday. Thursday. I don't. I don't really. Uh, did I have much for Thursday? No, hang on a second here. Let's talk. Let's talk. Friday, okay. Dassel, Cocado, Litchfield. They had a, they hosted a try. Uh, they had Dassel- DCL, St. Peter, and Watertown Mayor. And St. Peter beat up on on DCL forty five twenty one, but more interesting was St. Peter beat Watertown Mayor thirty six twenty seven. And the reason I bring that up and the reason I actually know that is because I was sitting in the stands at the Simley Girls Wrestling Tournament next to St. Peter's co-head wrestling coach, Ryan Timmerman, who we know of. Yeah, I mean, they they beat those other two teams
0: like they were a 2000 Crown Vic versus a mid-70s
1: Dodge Hornet or something, yeah, right? Like, like it was Yeah, definitely a, definitely a Chrysler <laughs> product, you know. So Ryan Timmerman for... We've talked about this before, but he. uh, Sometimes
0: you have to explain my little one-offs like this, right? (laughs) Go ahead. That
1: he uh, for the St. Peter Wrestling Program, he builds a demolition derby car and raffles it off at their county fair. And, I love it. We've never been able, we've never had the chance to go over there and watch or buy raffle tickets, right? Because of it's the same time as our county fair, and it was. I asked him, I said, I want to introduce myself, and I said, hey, you're the Derby, you're the demolition Derby wrestling coach. Right. right? And we get into BSN a little bit about Derby stuff, and he showed me a picture of, it was a 2000 Crown Vic, and I go, looks, looks mean, how did it do? And he's like, well, it was a raffle driver. The problem with the, the raffle driver is, they may be, a, if the guy who wins the raffle's never driven a Derby car before. Well, there's all sorts of problems, Right. Cause they could be an absolute maniac or yeah. that like, Fun to I can wreck
0: any car in 30 seconds, yes. which is not easy to do, but I've known guys that could do
1: that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al's one of them. That's a, like, he's looking in the mirror when he says that, <laughs> but, or they also, you know, they may have, maybe have a more conservative driving style.
0: And look, we've built, we've actually both built 2000 Crown Vic style cars, right? 98 tow Oh yeah. Um, my personal How about favorite when people say, "Do you have to use the rear end over and over because to save the radiator"? That is a common thought, and, and it's not a bad thought. It's, it's a, a thought. solid it thought,
1: but, but it's just a, not reality anymore. A ninety-eight. That's what I loved about a ninety-eight to 02 Crown Vic let's go so forward. You point that sucker forward yes. and go hard. Just let her <laughs> rip. That was, so that was that was fun though because he was at the Simley Girls Tournament, and it was a Friday night. It really uh so yeah I, I haven't oddly enough I I'm I have a, a daughter that wrestles and I'm su- we're super proud of her and super supportive of her but I haven't been to two terribly many girls tournaments yet we're kind of in a transition so look from an outsider
0: perspective meaning I'm a huge supporter of girls wrestling and the biggest fan of Charlie yeah, you're without huge. a last name Raymond or Jack Ryan but um it, it it's a little bit outside, like there's not, it feels like we're in a transition period. So we started out and girls wrestled with boys and now we've got more girls specific tournaments and we're starting to get a nice chunk of them. So like maybe early on there was some girls events, but the girls wrestled with the boys and also maybe did some you know, some girls events. And now we're in that transition period where we're, we're getting close to where we have like enough events to have girls only, you know, you could wrestle a girls only season and get a decent amount of matches. And, but we're still transitioning to where you can get a full high school, you know, full, you know, 20, 30 matches or whatever in a girls only season. So it's, I don't know. It just feels like we're a little bit transitioned, and we're definitely heading the right direction. We're getting close, but um, it's not every weekend necessarily, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, and I, I've been to a couple of them now, but the, they're they're wild. I mean, they are absolutely wild, and the reason. So we've been to countless boys' tournaments, right? Yeah. Just countless. Literally countless. So here I am at I'm at the Simley Girls tournament. And I'm kind of taking notes and and chatting and I'm watching and observing more than anything. And Here's what got me started was there was a there was a kid from St. Peter. Her name's Kylie Kylie Wendroth. She is she's probably like a, a hundred pounder, I wanna say. Okay. And um after her matches, like she was really excited. She came up, she talked to her parents, and they're they were sitting close by us and then she asked, you know, she, she literally was watching wrestling on her phone in between her matches.
0: No way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I did thought, did you catch what she
0: was watching? Just purely out of curiosity, was she watching like matches from that tournament or some
1: other tournament or matches from that tournament? Anything. Yeah. And it was, I thought I don't know, that's, that's pretty cool because Yeah,
0: that's a wrestler. That's a wrestler. That's, that's a wrestler. That's, that's, that is absolutely a wrestler.
1: <laughs> You know, and then um, we talk about Ryan Timmerman, the the co-head coach at St. Yep. Peter. He's daughter. He's there with his daughter Lexi Timmerman, who's a senior, and his team is wrestling in a huge duel with Watertown Mayor and has seating. Oh yeah, section seating implications for sure. And he was there with he was there with Lexi and Kylie. And um, when we weren't talking derby, we you know we were talking girls wrestling. And his daughter is headed off to Baker University next year, which is a, a School in Kansas, nice, and um, I, th- I believe it's an NAIA school, and it's it's pretty interesting because there's a lot of opportunities out there for girls wrestlers.
0: Boy, there there really is. It's it's um it, it, it's because it's a big it's an actual like a, hmm, I'm not really sure how to, I don't want to uh, to come across there, wrong with the, Well, there's it's, just it's a an, ton of opportunities. It's early in the, yeah, it's early in the um, in the the life cycle of like college girls wrestling, right? So programs are adding, adding girls wrestling, um, at every level, all the way from D one down to NAIA. And, um, you know, there's, there's a little bit of money at some of these schools, right? There's an opportunity to get involved in a wrestling program that is fairly new, that is, has a few bucks to, to build a program, but they're just getting started. And, you know, it, it may be in the next two or three, four years that that some some gals get an opportunity to go wrestle in college and, and get it paid for, where five or 10 years from now, it may or may be a situation where you can go wrestle, but it's hard to get a bunch of money, right? Like, we've talked countless times how there's really not much money in boys wrestling in, in college, right? There's less scholarships than there are starting positions. Oh, yeah, Totally. And while that's, I'm sure, still true in girls, there's it's it's just new enough that it's a great time to be a high school or to get into wrestling and and be heading into college as a gal, right? It's a great time.
1: Well, especially if you understand that that it, Division One doesn't have to be the end all, be all. Right? Do you know how many how many Division One wrestling programs have girls wrestling right Do now? I know
0: the, yeah, the two biggest duels this year, right, were Iowa Division One against Life and against.
1: Well, in life's a NAIA
0: school, right? right? Yep, and against North Central D three D three. So, so the two biggest duels of the year involved for women involved Iowa, right? D one program powerhouse, but their opponents was an NAIA NAIA and a D three school. Like you don't have to be, um, you know, some sort of D one whatever to be like literally the biggest time it gets. Yeah, like you could you can go wrestle for a D3 NAI school and be on the national stage immediately.
1: And get a portion of your school paid for to do it. Right. So as I I was kind of taking notes from the tournament and I was sitting, you know, I sit in my usual spot at the Simley Gym, kind of in the back row, and try to kind of keep to myself a little bit because otherwise I end up BSing a little too much and get distracted and miss some things. Here's one thing I thought was interesting. So Ava Schultz from St. Michael Albertville, she obviously comes from a wrestling family. Right, I've heard you that know, name. Her her older brothers are, I believe, her older brothers are Ian and Eli. You know, I know Ian for sure. Got to be Eli in there. Eli's got to be older too. But so she got a bloody nose, and this is this is what I love about wrestling and, and <laughs> wrestling fans that maybe like or people that are there watching wrestling and don't. Haven't been around it a ton because there is a lot of that, yeah. Sure, it, the girls' wrestling tournament. So she got a bloody nose and her nose plug fell out onto the mat, yep. Right? She stopped and she picked it up and she put, put, it, put back. it back in. She put it back in. It's like, well, she's seen that a time or two before, <laughs> right? Like, oh, I, I loved it. And St. Michael Ulberville, they were they were a hoot, man. They had like 35 girls at the tournament. Hey, we've talked about it. They've got what like
0: one of. One of the one of the biggest names in high school coaching, right, in Minnesota in the last fifteen or twenty years, and he's leading their girls program.
1: And it, and to me for to me it looked like Dan Lefevre was having a blast doing it.
0: He, he's an awesome. I need to catch up with him. I have not talked to him for a while, um, but he is an awesome dude that just loves wrestling. And I could see this like revitalizing, like him being a super fun thing to do. And yeah, he's got a good thing going up there. No surprise.
1: Yeah, and and it's worth mentioning the girls. What I learned the, the the okay, so the Simley Gym is like your your average size gym. It's not a small gym. It's not a huge gym. It's just your average size gym with your average size bleachers. Two wrestling mats or four. They had four mats going. Okay. And um, so and your average size the bleachers were full. The the tournament ran smooth. You know. The mats were, they were full the whole time, just, and um, they, it was, it was wild. It was unbelievably wild, the noise and the excitement when there was a pin or a reversal or an escape. Like, I don't know if it's because girls wrestling is new and a lot of the wrestlers are new, like situations like in a boys event that, that you maybe expect or you anticipate to happen. Maybe that's not the case in a girls event. Right. So when when it happens, it's just the crowd goes wild. So I thought that was really cool. And, yeah, I mean, you were kind of on the edge of your seat the whole time, and it was an individual tournament. That's awesome. Like, that doesn't always happen in an individual For sure, tournament. right? Yeah,
0: outside of, you know, maybe sometimes you've got, like, a super tough, tough tournament, right? Cheesehead, Christmas tournament, whatever. And all of a sudden, the quarterfinals or the semifinals, and certainly the finals are big. But, like, to just have people excited the whole time, like, it's not always it's not that common.
1: No, no, but, no. I mean, but, but,
0: but, yeah, freaking. to have that at, at a tournament like this is awesome.
1: Super fun. Um, another match that I, you know, and girls wrestling, it's funny because they're so flexible. It's like, what is going to happen next? Like, their flexibility is unmatched. It's crazy. Like, so one match that I kept an eye on was 106 pounds. Uh, in my notes, it said Byron girl versus Mora girl. Okay. So that's super those, specific. They're not 100 percent detailed or specific, but I, I the I went back and I look I looked the bracket up and and okay. we had oh uh, oh man this has got to be Bartell from Byron she diverted she defeated Baki by a, she had a fall in third period but. So, the match was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Okay. There was arm bars. Have you ever seen a girl wrestler put an oh arm Oh, my gosh. Like-
0: so, how about this? How about a quick shout out to the to the referees in girls wrestling? Because I'm telling you right now, if I was an experienced boys referee and I was now reffing girls, I would call all those arm bars potentially dangerous. And it's just different. The girls' flexibility; their shoulders go up high, and it, it looks like it's going to get ugly. And they it doesn't even bother them. Like it, it's a different level of flexibility there for the girls.
1: Totally. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It is. It... And
0: and look, that's just the way it is. That's not like a like some sort of a um, an an odd. Like anybody who's watched boys and girls wrestling, they know how flexible the girls are in general. It's it's crazy.
1: Oh man! And there was. You know there was there was some I think there was some blood time in that match and so Byron you know Bartell she she had a chance to talk with Coach who Ryan Radke has been coaching forever right sure and um, totally Byron has done a, such a fantastic job of embracing girls wrestling and and adding it to their program that you know like it was funny because he's like you could see the just kind of watching the coaching wrestling. Banter go back and forth. Right. Like, well, like I don't know how she wasn't pinned because you, she, the girl had she had a she had an armbar and a back hook, oof, and the, the just the flexibility from the from the more wrestler and it was like, dip. so they you know it was they had a chance to discuss a little bit of strategy and and pinning situation and this and that and um, Bartell ended up getting the pin in the third period I want to say, and it was. Just just fun to watch. It was fun to watch a wrestler who probably hasn't been wrestling that long, but listens really well. Yeah. Both these girls, they listen really well, like so many girl wrestlers do. And their coach kind of just navigating, the, helping them navigate the waters, like, let's make this minor adjustment. Right. And it results in
0: a fall. It's super fun to watch, really, right? Like, anytime and partially because mostly with little kids who don't know what they're doing, but we've both coached a fair amount, like mm-hmm. little guys and gals, um... It's pretty fun to, to watch like an interaction when a wrestler's on the mat, and a coach is kind of helping walk them through a situation that they're maybe not super comfortable with or not experienced in, and they're like, now do this, now do that, now do this, and the wrestler response does it, and it works. Oh, man. Right? It's no fun when you say, okay, now you got to do this, and... The opponent steps over and you end up on your back or and whatever. That sucks. Like that. And it happens. That totally but, sucks. But, like, that situation you're describing where the gals are are responding, the coach is helping walk them through a situation live. And um, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so, and to give these girls credit, it was Kennedy Bartell from Byron. She's an eighth grader. And Etta Baki from Mora, who's a seventh grader. So they got a lot of wrestling ahead of yeah. them. Yeah. And that that match for me was a lot of fun to watch, just to see the progression and evolution of
0: wrestler sure. and
1: coach together, you know. Yeah. So another one that I that was fun there, Al, was um, Nora Hoglum from Mora. She got her 75th win, 75th win in in girls wrestling. So it's been around girls wrestling has been sanctioned for three years now. That is a she's got an impressive run going. Because there can't be a ton of no Mora Mora has bought in Mora, but Bemidji, there's been no one well maybe Byron that has bought into girls wrestling more than those three schools.
0: Yeah, I mean sure there's a few, but 75 wins. 75 wins in three years. So she's either she's either gotten a bunch of wins against boys or she's getting look, there's not how many uh we're We'll maybe touch on like some milestones later. We'd like to do that. We yeah. bring up the guillotine page and and kind of <laughs> leech off that info. But um, you know, there there are boys that will get forty five or fifty wins a year or whatever. The girls don't get that many matches against other girls, right? Yes. So so to in my mind, and I may be way off. I'm thinking twenty twenty five matches is like a a pretty solid number of matches for for a girl in high school in Minnesota. And to get 75 wins in this short a period of time, like, that's super impressive. Oh, yeah. That was... that, you know, <laughs> we've talked off-air. They actually have a patch for the guillotine for 60 wins. Yeah. Because at one time, at one time, getting 20 wins a year for three years in a row was a big deal. Like, it meant something. And it's actually a cool... Well, they get a t-shirt, still, they get a t-shirt,
1: a t-shirt. for 60 wins. T-shirt. And a cool t-shirt. Do they still do that?
0: It's it It's still a cool number. However, there are kids that get close to that in one year. So like not to diminish their accomplishments. No, I mean it's awesome.
1: But, but the times have changed, the numbers have matches changed. have changed. Yeah. But now, like, we gotta make sure, hey, if there if we have any listeners from Nora, which I doubt we do, let's make sure Nora Hoglem gets her 60-win t-shirt. No doubt. And 75 win patch. Because I no think it's doubt. a patch for 75 wins It from is. Jeff Beeshee at the guillotine because coaches shoot him an email which I, they probably already have but if you haven't shoot him an email and and make that happen because that's pretty cool it is very cool um, girls tournaments like I said they, I talked about their they're crazy loud man they're cheering the parents are getting into it St. Michael's they, they had 35 girls there and their their fan section was awesome that was a very very entertaining individual tournament that I love it yeah that was a blast okay that's where i was that hell that probably wraps it up for me um what else you got well we were gonna see we had
0: a couple things maybe we we're gonna touch on um mngwl and see if there's any wrestling on thursday
1: thursday thursday what the heck happened on thursday um do I have anything on Thursday on your, on your oh, agenda list over there? I don't think so. So ZM and Cass and they wrestled on Friday. No, I mean we could talk about that, but we talked Casson already. Actually, that's a let's okay, let's let's talk ZM Casson on oh, Friday okay. real quick. Like, let's talk it. Thursday's getting old. Let's talk Friday. Um potential section one finals. So Broda Mazeppa versus Cass Manerville. Manorville. Zambroda Mazeppa headed down to Cass and for. Um, they have a, like, a, they salute their soldier, you know, military appreciation night. Yep. And they do a good job streaming it so you can watch it. And when I was watching the girls' wrestling tournament on Friday when well, you were at at Augsburg. The Battle of the Bergs, yep. The Battle of the Bergs. Then I tried to mix in a little bit of this duel and I saw some of it. And Zambroda Mazeppa, they ended up beating. Um, so they're currently ranked. Excuse me, a second there. I had to burp. Um, ZM is ZM is ranked. What is what is what is Cassin ranked at? They're ranked two, maybe.
0: Uh, I would guess two off the top of my head, but I don't have it in front of me.
1: Well, oh, I'll feel able to whip that bad boy up. Yeah, Casson is two, and ZM is four. Right, so they met up at Simley on Friday night. Again, there's a very good chance it's gonna be a section final. So, you know, a little bit of seating here, one one, and two. But ZM pulled it off, ZM beat, they upset Cass in 29-25. This is definitely gonna be a, a matchup worth keeping an eye on. See, like there was a couple, so at 114, Sam Moore pinned Callan K- Anderson. Sam Moore from Zombrano Mazeppa, pinned Callan Anderson. And it was, um, I think it was like a two, two match at the time. And yeah, I think it was a two, two match at the time. And Cal and Anderson took third, go- took down going into the third period. Okay. Kind of get an escape win, right? Like this, that's the strategy. It <laughs> it makes it's, sense. It's... Oh boy. Like, oh boy. But I do believe Sam Moore, I think I remember him from the youth wrestling days pretty well. Like him and, <laughs> him and my daughter, Char, used to wrestle a bunch. And I was like, "Oh, that's a... And I, and I could be mistaken, too. Like sure. 100%. I could be mistaken. It could be one of the many other handfuls of Broda wrestlers that they got that are studs. But I think Sam Moore and Char wrestled a bunch. And he had a pretty solid cradle. So I was like, I don't know. I'm down in the third. But yeah, we well, just are tied to two. What do you do,
0: right? Like it's...
1: You gotta go down, you gotta get away. And then duke it out on your feet, maybe win three to two. When we went down, he ended up getting cradled and pinned with what, ten seconds left in the in the match, oh, no. something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was um like, oh, like ikes. That that's a tough one. See, that was a tie match at the time. So that's a huge swing, right? Uh, looking at these, um, Jack Jack Creer had a, a nice win over Aiden Fredericks, three to one. Then at Owen Fredericks he came out and, and kinda picked up his twin brother and he got a he got a win two to one over Miles Ramer. Jonah Coleman beat Ben Murray three to two. I mean are you seeing a pattern here, Al, how close uh, these matches yeah. some of them were? Lochner and Luke Swanson at 160, that was 9-8. to eight. Lochner beat Luke Swanson. I Man,
0: you talk about no bonus points. There's only, I mean, there's no margin for,
1: for error there at all. Mm. One-point match after one-point match. Yeah, like super, super tight. Like, this will be such an awesome, uh, potential awesome section final to keep an eye on. Then, you know, they, after Lochner versus Swanson, they kind of started doing a little, they bumped guys a little bit. Dominic Mann ended up wrestling 189. He ended up pinning Wyatt Malder. Then Owen Lexfold, the 8th grader, was wrestling 215 pounds. Wow. Yeah, that's right, Al. The 8th grader at 215. He got a pin over Jacob Dutzman at minute 12. Yeah, that's... And then Cass and Winnie ended up uh, pinning Tucker Buck, but it was too little, too late. ZM wins 29-25, and... Kind of a fun picture I got on this duel. Our guest we had on la- on our last show, Brandon Lundy. Yeah. So he's from Zimbrota Mazepa. That's no there's no um we're not hiding that, right? There's right. no secret about that. So the Zimbrota Mazappa men's snowmobile club, whatever they are, those snow cougars, they I a, suppose. They have a snow
0: snowmobile club that's men's only. Oh, I'm sure it's men's only and they were on their it's men's trip. It, it's men's only. Yeah, I mean,
1: maybe it's not men's only, but they were on their men's trip in, in the UP and he sent a picture. So they're whatever, seven hours away. They drove seven hours to find snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it to the Zimbrota guys. Like this makes sense. But so they drive seven hours to find snow and ride snowmobile all day. They actually turned in early that day to go back to the, the hotel and watch the duel. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I actually got a pretty cool picture of it. Of there was like call it 14, 16 guys that, you know, shut down snowmobiling early to go watch ZM versus Cass. Nice. One thing they said we gotta call Lundy about this. They were not super they were not huge fans of the Cass and Manorville stream guys. They were the play-by-play guys. That's odd. <laughs> yeah, that is odd. <laughs> I was laughing. I loved it. But so that was an that was an awesome duel and it'll be fun to keep an eye on for section come section time yeah for sure well that pretty much wraps up what I got Al let's we've talked what we can talk and um
0: this weekend um we have look I asked you about earlier uh, MNGWL right ninth grade state in Minnesota We've talked about that year after year because we love the idea. It's an awesome league. It's a ninth grade league, they call it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's essentially 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. Wrestlers are eligible. Uh, there have been a few clarifications over the years uh, as far as competing in that and or the Minnesota State High School League, like the actual high school tournament, right? Like you, if you are... If you're a state tournament wrestler, you're not eligible for the ninth grade league state tournament. You can't do both. Not anymore. Um, no longer, but awesome event. And one of the things that we love about it is that they have um, not just one, not just two, but three weight classes that are below 107, right? So it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in Minnesota, Obviously, middle schoolers can wrestle in high school. So we've got, you know, seventh and eighth graders are competing uh, oftentimes at those, you know, 107, 114, 121, what have you. Um, but, th- you know, there there are kids that are, are hardcore wrestlers that wrestle year round and compete in all sorts of big tournaments. And they just weigh, you know, 90 pounds, 85 pounds, 80 pounds, whatever. Um, this MNGWL has 88 and 94 pounds and 100. Pound weight classes, and so it's super fun for us to watch these kids get to have their, you know, their Minnesota, um, like their their school, their actual. It's no longer going to Tulsa or um, Omaha or wherever to compete and stuff. They get to compete in Minnesota at a high school event.
1: I know their parents appreciate that. Oh,
0: it's awesome! It's awesome. But the qualifiers happen this weekend, right? For individuals, yes. For individuals, yeah. And uh, I asked you about it because I knew they happened, because I saw uh, on my feed that a few Farmington kids have, had qualified. Yeah. But I had zero chance to go through and look at brackets or regions or anything. And you kind of said you're in the same boat. You saw yeah. it happen, but we haven't been, haven't had time to go through yet. And and look at everything, which
1: we we will for sure because it's such a good indicator oh, it's of awesome. the studs that are coming.
0: Oh my gosh! Like it's 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 like um, the old days used to look at NY team, right? Yeah. Like the middle school team, yeah. and not all teams compete at NY, right? We get it, but um, you know there there are a number of teams, especially we've talked how hard it is to to rank single A. Oh my gosh! So I'm tough. telling you right now that NY seems to have a great single A contention. You know, not necessarily from all the way up north, but you know, all the south southwest. You know, Miniota and Adrian, and there's there's good teams come
1: to that. Well, that. And, and we can't leave those northern teams out because they participate too. For sure, they yeah. do, and they 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 we've talked about it. They they appreciate the ability to come down for the team tournament and an ind- individual tournament. And they, they make like a week out of it. Right. So some that is, um, but you're right that ninth grade league is, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a huge indicator of what's coming. Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. And, um, so the gist is. We have we have not the events just happened this weekend In the last day or so we have not had time to go through all the brackets to figure out what's going on I know this that um, they've got uh, fifteen weight classes right because they add those three smaller weight classes yeah and then which they is kind great. of combine some up top um, but that will happen the individual state tournament is at Champlin Park on February third
1: February third individual let's talk. A little bit. Can I rewind just a little bit and go to team? I would love which it. happened last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So you're again it's it's your let's just go, we'll say your seventh place finish. Piers. The Piers Pioneers, they beat the Marshall Tigers 46 to 27 for seventh place. In fifth place, Minneota. They beat Zimbroda Mazeppa 36-34. Now this is a this is a duel. The team the team tournaments duels. It models the high school state wrestling tournament. Third place finish Foley. They they beat Chatfield 3938.
0: And Josh, what class is this you're describing?
1: This is there is they don't have a class. Oh, this is just ninth grade. It's all of them (laughs) ninth grade, right? (laughs)
0: Oh oh, yeah.
1: And this will make a little more sense because Foley's double A, Chatfield single A, Miniotas single A, some zappa's double A. But then let's go into the first place match. Staples Motley, who's single A, they they beat St. Michael Albertville 3431. You know, that's a single A versus Triple A Right. They're so I, again, like if you if you want to just have pick out some some clubs or some teams to
0: keep an eye on. Oh, no doubt. Look at the top eight schools there and keep an eye on them. I and not a couple of those you're gonna keep an eye on anyway, or maybe, but um, you know, STMA didn't win it.
1: And were there any other 3A schools that I missed in there? Um, well, not – no. Not in, in the, the top, top eight. eight. No, not in the top eight. Right. So um, here,
0: here's – so uh, we didn't talk about this ahead of time. Interesting observation, like an interesting thing for me is that there were – people talk about um, middle school wrestlers in 7th and 8th grade wrestling varsity and um, – the effect that has on high school teams and, you know, small schools can't full fill weights and on and on and on. But in the ninth grade state tournament, which is all classes together, there was only one triple A team that finished in the top eight. The rest were all single and double A. Yeah. And, and those are schools that, you know, those kids may or may not be filling varsity spots as well. It maybe that's why they're more seasoned and and ready to wrestle, or or maybe they're just deeper. I don't know, but like that's super interesting to me. I would expect to see, um, you know, some some AAA schools do well at that ninth grade state because they've got really good guys that are just you know not varsity ready, but big squads. I don't the know
1: numbers, man. They just have numbers. That's a, this is interesting because. Like, that Staples-Motley over St. Albertville 34 34-31, that's really interesting. Yeah. But th- another one is that third-place match, Foley versus Chatfield, 39-38. Right. I know Chatfield's got a ton of oh, kids yes. coming through. Now, Foley, they're they're kind of down a little bit. They're used to making the state tournament year after year. They haven't, you know, and apparently they're rebuilding. They're coming. I mean, that's just – Right. So, yeah, that's always fun to keep an eye on. And then, yeah, we'll look at, we'll check out those individual brackets in our next show. We'll talk a little bit about those guys, the, the wrestlers that are doing big things on the individual side for ninth grade. Right. So, Al, you've been bugging me. So,
0: let's see here. On my list, I have, Did we have any wrestling on Thursday? Thursday. 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 Oh, that would have been the twenty days ago? Uh eight, seven, six, five, twenty-fifth-ish approximately.
1: Oh my god. I, okay. Uh, obviously we're not gonna be able to end this episode without discussing the Milesview versus Simley duel. I, uh, you won't let it go Did no those two like schools or... wrestle? They did. They they absolutely did. Hang on, oh, you know what? I'm gonna take my Simley hat off for a second. I'm gonna be <laughs>
0: impartial. That's it's always a good move. There. I'm gonna be
1: unbiased, super impartial, and uh... like yes. So, the Mountview Mustangs hosted the Simley Spartans for a duel, which is the number one team in Double A versus the number one team in Triple A. Right, and. As much as I joke, you know Okay, hang on a second. Let's let's do this. I know if you were watching the stream, Al, you had a chance to hear me talk about. I've been
0: asking for this for like an hour, and you're now saying okay, and now you're saying hold on for a second.
1: Well, just think about <laughs> this. Like, let's. So, I got a Snapchat from my son about the, uh, you know, the accommodations, the Malibu oh, Mustang. Yeah. So I was. One up there.
0: <laughs> I heard that there was there was. Um, look, I'm telling you right now. Anthony Aschamandia. Is he from Cuba? He's from Cuba. Yeah. yeah. He, he he would have been right at home at the warm-up area. you got to uh, see apparently, this. Apparently, yeah. the, the warm-up area for the guest Spartans was um, Cuba-esque. It was very in, Cuba-esque. In size and or quality. Only, I
1: feel like Marty <laughs> Morgan had something to do with oh, this. Oh, I
0: love that. They only...
1: only I'm had... going to come down there and look
0: at your phone because I haven't seen this
1: yet. Yeah, I, when Cash sent us, sent our group, our family snap... Uh, our family group snapped this. It, we I saved it. Like cause it was, you, is
0: he is he walking backwards as he takes that photo?
1: Look at this. <laughs> look at that. What are they? Is that a closet? Is it a hallway? What is it?
0: That is at least 20 feet long. That's plenty of room to a single leg, Josh. Yeah, it
1: was 20 feet long if you're... I mean,
0: like... I mean, if it's just two guys warming up. Like,
1: So, they literally... They rotated. They had to have four kids team warm up at a the time. whole team was in there? Well, like, only four, kids could, only four kids could warm up at a time. Well,
0: how many kids wrestle at a time, Josh? Four kids is plenty.
1: Well, I, mean, have, I understand Mousy doesn't need to give them their wrestling room. It's theirs, you know, but... Um, hey, we, we've talked
0: about this. Like, I mean... Um, There's, there's a line probably between, but I, I actually, as an, as a impartial independent, like if I take my hat off, I'm, I actually think that's kind of funny, like not funny even like that's appropriate. Like you gave the, the kids have plenty of time. They can warm up there. They can do pushups. They could do jumping jacks. <laughs> there's, there's, all, there's, there's room.
1: It there was 20 feet long by like there's,
0: there's the wrestling mat there. didn't
1: lay flat in the area they were allowed. They they I mean. So you're telling a, me they also
0: protected the walls? <laughs> like, they had oh extra God. protection. Like, well yeah, they I guess they did. Like, were these like polymer six foot sections that did, couldn't fit? Did into you this see the <laughs> obstacles like laying on, like, They had extra workout equipment for you. <laughs> it was not <laughs> workout <laughs> equipment. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it was not workout equipment. There was I mean there were cinder blocks. Some of them, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to this. Some of them were cinder blocks, Al. Like, why does Moundsview High School have loose cinder blocks? I saw Roxy Balboa around?
0: like run up a mountain with the cinder block on his back to work to get prepared for an,
1: an can, event. Oh my gosh. Oh. So yes, okay, we went to Moundsview High School last Thursday. Okay. And by we you mean Simley. Simley, yeah. Yep. They they were not the most gracious hosts out there, judging by the the area they provided for our wrestlers to warm up. I'm sure they were happy to have you there. <laughs> I'm sure they were. Versus traveling,
0: yeah, because they could control the environment. They, they
1: controlled it for sure. But okay, so Miles V. won the duel, thirty three sixteen. Boy,
0: don't talk about movies with Josh. He's Rexy ending. Well, that's all. That's it. That's over with. I'm done. We don't need to talk anymore. <laughs> Oh, the I Al, I
1: actually wish you would have been there. I have.
0: to. I was almost there. Just it, things kind of went sideways on us last week. And big shout out to Joe LaRose. Um, he he sat in for quote unquote for me. Um, and the only downside is that um, Joe might take over my my job permanently. He Are you nice aging job. out? I well, no, I'm not aging out, but. Joe did a really good job. It, I actually thought it was in hindsight or whatever. It, it worked out great because you had two super knowledgeable guys, one a little more knowledgeable about Simley, one a little more about my own view, both um, excited. And not that I wouldn't have been excited, but like the good news was no matter how the duel went, one of you would be a little more excited than the other. Right. Oh, yeah. But, but, no matter what, right? Like, like if Simley's rolling, everything's going their way, you're going to be a little more pep in your step, and if things are going the other way, Joe's going to have a little more pep in his. So it it actually it worked out awesome. I thought, and you guys did great.
1: Well, I mean, it, it was Simley came into that duel seventeen and zero. Mansfield was nineteen and zero. Simley they were on a sixty five match winning streak. 65? 65. 65. It's a they tied their previous record of sixty five match. Do a win streak, Moundsview, View. They were fifty and one in their last fifty-one dual meets. Wow. Yeah, they their their only loss was last year in the section finals of Stillwater. They're
0: wait fifty and one without making the state tournament last year. Yeah, like I know we know that, but that's like that's an odd. That's, it, that's that bonkers, seems right? crazy.
1: Seems...
0: They're they're clearly one of the best teams in the state across the board. Yeah but they ended up with a slightly tougher team in their section or a team they didn't match up well, well with in their section.
1: Yeah, they, they beat them earlier in the year, and right. then, the, you know, it just come the end of the year, it just didn't work out. Um, their head coaches, you know, Simley is led by co-head coaches Will Short and Ben Kisling. Moundsview is led by head coach Dan Ingerbritsen, who I believe is probably in his 20th year, maybe 21st year. So, their assistant coaches, Simley's assistant coaches are guys by the name of, Al, you'd recognize these names, both teams, Joe Harms, Mark Madigan, Wade Short, Juan Torres, and Jordan Rothers. Some pretty good names. Some solid names, right? Yeah. Miles View, their assistant coaches. Let me, do you recognize these names? Marty Morgan, Bill Dunnigan, Jeff Swenson, Ben Brancail, and Mick Nelson. Those are also solid names. Very, very solid names. And um, really just, uh, you know, they did a fantastic job of hosting the duel. There was a ton of people just wrestling people there. You know, they dropped, they lowered the spotlight. Similarly wrestling, they typically don't wrestle in the, they, I don't think they've ever wrestled in a spotlight at home. So that was new for some of, the, some of the wrestlers. They've never warmed up in a closet before, so that was new for them too. But <laughs> they uh, – it was – I mean, it was really fun. Like, we need to – we need – this has to happen more often in the state. Right. Because as I'm watching people walk in, there was a handful of Gopher wrestlers, a pile of Gopher wrestlers that were there, a pile of Go- or Augsburg wrestlers and coaches. Yeah. Um, I saw the Shakopee coaching staff. I saw – there was Cass and Manorville fans – there was Hastings wrestlers and fans. Yeah, It was on a Thursday night. So if they didn't have something going on, they were there. The one thing like I really like would like to talk about is the Moundsview student section. Yep. So it was they had a it was whiteout night right? They were the Mounds View was wearing white singlets. Their student section was wearing white and yep. everything. It was kind of like a like a high school football game, but it. At a dual, a wrestling, a duel meet, I've I've actually never seen, been to countless duels. I've never seen a high school fan section like the student section like this.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you right now. So, um, we we kind of alluded to it earlier. I came up there t- and I ended up picking up some bleachers. I was hoping to be there for the duel. It didn't work out. Um, one thing led to another. I left with some bleachers that night. That said, I watched. I watched the event on Rockfin and, um, it was, it was bonkers. Like it was, it was hard to even hear you guys are right on the mics, right? It was hard to even hear you guys at times because the student section and the gym in general was so loud, nonstop. It was not like they got loud for one match, they got loud for another. It was bonkers the whole time. They never sat
1: down. The student section literally never sat down. Never sat down. My best guess is, with some help from some friends, it's like 250 students yep. that were there dressed in white, chirping at the ref, chirping at the simile bench. And when I say chirping, I don't mean that in a negative way. Just being engaged and Yeah, right, fun. right. They never sat down the whole duel. They were yelling for stalling when they, like, it was like close to, you know, like. The, hey, look at. I mean, like, it maybe wasn't stalling, but it wasn't the worst time to call for right, it. Right, right. Like, I... I, on the Actually, way
0: pretty, like, a pretty knowledgeable fan, like, calling for stalling before... Look, there's no reason to wait until it's actually stalling to ask for it, because by then, the referee knows it. Yeah. Like, you need to let him know a little early. They, well, right? They, like, you need they, to
1: preview it. They they previewed <laughs> it already. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. I was like... I was... Super impressed with their student section and their commitment to being fans. And I asked Joel LaRose about it during our, our stream. I was like, what is going on here? And he goes, I like I'm gonna quote him here. He goes, I don't I don't know why, but he goes, like, wrestling is it's like kind of cool at Moundsview. I'm like, I didn't I didn't expect that an answer and I didn't know what to say. Right. I'm like, and I didn't want to sound like a jerk, but I'm like, Why? You know, because I obviously I, we love wrestling, right? Right. You know, but, their students and they they were fantastic. Now, on the my wife she didn't Jolene she did not think they were fantastic. So on the way home we had to agree to disagree because I I loved their engagement. I loved how they were into <coughs> right? it. I loved how they never sat down. I loved their chants and their cheers and the, like when like of let's say let's just say a kid got called for clasping. A family okay. wrestler got called for clasping. Just well, for that, an example. Just an example. Then they they chanted, you know, you, you can't, can't do, do that. that. Like, <laughs> I mean that that is funny to me. I mean, like I thought, awesome. was, I thought it's it also
0: and technically it's true.
1: It well, I mean it is, te- it is technically li- it is true. It's, it's technically true. Like you can't do that. Um, there was a handful of those. They maybe cost us a team point along the way. Like when our man the J- fans. Well, I mean, I, I, okay. Now I know. what freaking classic They actually, called,
0: they actually gave you a team point because the of fans were.
1: Well, some would like, say How they, did this happen, Josh? Some would it's say anomaly that were, here. When, when our man Justice Haig was wrestling up two weights, okay, basically two weights, they were chanting... Did he o-
0: weigh in two weights lower? Because that's illegal to wrestle up two no, weights. No, but he
1: weighed in one weight lower and like a half a pound away from... Oh, so he a was weigh, technically, A half a pound away from two he was weights. like technically <laughs> available for that weight class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so freaking, <laughs> he was... They were chanting Oklahoma when he was wrestling, and, th- and then when he won the match, he... Lightly looked at the crowd and said, Shh. You know, he did the shush sign with the finger in, his, you know, in front of his lips. Totally appropriate on both sides.
0: I, I look, I maybe totally. people are not super okay.
1: I mean, he had 250 kids.
0: Al. Where did Justice live last year, the year before? In Oklahoma. Yeah, so so it's not completely out of the question. Not I mean, at all. G- give or take, whatever. But they changed And then he won the, match, <laughs> Good won the match for him, right? Which Win is awesome. Match. And he didn't go overboard. No, but not he at just all. C- kind of quieted, like a little, just, just, just,
1: which shush is, the 250 high school Which kids, to me, seems he's not like even real, in high school.
0: Which, he's not even in high school yet. He's an eighth grade. middle schooler. <laughs>
1: yeah. He shushed the 250 <laughs> high school fans that were chanting Oklahoma all the time. And, he, and all of a sudden, you're going to take a team point away from Simley for that? No, they didn't. They did. No way. Well, I didn't see it, but I'm told they did. They did? I believe they did.
0: I saw you and Joe were super confused about the team score for several matches. Is that
1: what it was? Yeah, that we missed that, so I was trying to figure out how, what the heck happened. And it was like, I would have probably let... If I was officiating, I probably I maybe would have just let, looked the other way. I mean, like I say, the, being... I don't want to say taunted because I really appreciated their fan right. section. Their student section was awesome. And I thought his response was good once I heard. I didn't see it. I don't have right. no idea, but um, it was a blast. Like the gym was full. The, the crowd was awesome. The atmosphere Look, the, was awesome. That kind of environment is why,
0: why duels are fun. And I don't want to say it's why we wrestle because individual stuff is awesome and fun but I'm telling you right now, like, you know it, your kids know it. Like, if you've been through team stuff, it's so exciting. Oh it's so gosh. much, and, yeah, it sucks to lose, but it's so much fun to win something as a team, whether it's a state title or to make it to state or to beat the best, you know, one of the best teams in the state for years running, to yep. beat them in your whole gym. Like, that. that's super exciting. Like, that's, man,
1: I... We- we talked it's about a this our last so wrestling. Duels mean something in yes, Minnesota. Yes, they do. And that that one hundred percent proves it. Like that duel, they uh, got to tip your hat to Moundsview. They, I uh, mean that.
0: Look, that didn't mean anything for section seating, for uh, state seating. It literally meant nothing as far as like uh, postseason goes. And the place was packed with excited fans, like it does mean something. It
1: means, yeah. <laughs> I think it was awesome. I thought their student section was fantastic. Joe LaRose, we could work on his um, his self-control Home when his son's <is> wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but... Oh man, it was fun. They
0: were. I think your your microphone actually broke for about a half a second there, Josh. Was that
1: the one fifty two pound <laughs> match? It,
0: it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> it got pretty crazy for a second.
1: <laughs> like, how do you go from a cradle to on your back? But <laughs> they.
0: Uh... It was funny because I think Joe had actually commented how impressed he was, and I get it. I understand. I also agree with Joe. Like, it's pretty impressive to do play by play. And have your kid wrestle against a really good kid, or any match really, right? Like even just wrestling general, and and to be able to kind of keep your composure and kind of announce to the match, it's 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 not easy to do. Like, and and you do a good job, but there was like this quarter second during the middle when your microphone shut down. A quarter second, quarter, maybe half <laughs> second, I mean, like that's... it was.
1: Oh, man. That is a minimal amount of time, Al. It was a short amount of time. So, what he's talking about right now, I know what he's talking about. Cash had, he was wrestling Apollo Ashby. Cash is number one in AA. Ashby's number two in AAA. Yeah. Cash had Ashby in a cradle. Ashby rolled through and, and ended up like reversing Cash and having him on his back. I imagine there was a quarter second of There had to quiet. Be, a lot be. I was <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Literally, like, you, we have to, we spend so much so, we're always looking for things to talk about on this show. Right. And it's really easy to always revert back to the teams that are... Sure,
0: right? It's, yeah.
1: That this are, team's
0: always winning. Their guys yeah. are always good. They're doing whatever. and
1: Traditionally good. The powerhouses, and they get, you know, this and that, Simley, uh, St. Michael Albertville, Jackson County Central, The you know, the list goes on and on. Now, Mounds View is Moundsview is just a little different. I believe they've only qualified for the state tournament twice. This team is pretty special. Like if you if you are an anti L, if you're an anti um, if you're an anti traditional powerhouse team,
0: and I'm not anti anything.
1: You're not, but except for, the
0: Hawkeyes. For, oh gosh, yeah.
1: For our listeners, if you're an anti. Um, Simley team, St. Michael, Albertville, uh, Jackson County Central, Apple Valley—you know what, whoever, whatever—it's pick View to cheer for. It's a pretty easy team to cheer for. The thirteen weights; those these kids have grown up together. I remember when when Marty Morgan and Jeff Swenson was coaching their youth program, their youth team. They were the Iron Mustangs ten years ago. Right. Um, They. They cut they did it in-house and those kids that team has worked really, really hard over the years. And you just go look at a couple of their track wrestling profiles. They've wrestled a ton, you know, out of season and they've trained. They all they all trained together at Pinnacle Wrestling School. Yeah, the
0: match count from March to the following November is not zero.
1: Mm -mm. (laughs) These kids are
0: competing.
1: They are competing. And they're a really easy team to cheer for, even for a guy like yourself, Al. Yeah, I know you're a huge Simley fan, but like, <laughs> I I can't tell you. Look, I
0: I still wish I could have been there. I uh, wish it would have worked out. Things would have just shook out a little bit differently. But um, I told you off air. I, I it worked out great. Uh, Joe's an awesome dude. And he did awesome on the on the mic, and and he had way more insight, right? Uh, to um, to view, than I would have. Plus, he had like
1: genuine
0: like emotion. Oh yeah. Not that I wouldn't have been happy or whatever, right? But like it it worked out awesome.
1: And it was literally the best student section I've ever seen at a high school so cool. wrestling match. I've never I've never seen a school. Or a group of students. And were you guys squished
0: right between like two sets of bleachers? Oh, on?
1: it was. I, well, there was no. There was no better place. Like, right? We gotta get. I gotta give credit to uh, Aaron Lawrence from MN Wrestle. Like, get a hold of this guy if you wanna. If you want your your high school duel streamed. I mean, he worked super hard. I mean, he had multi. He had two computers going. He had two computers going. Airpods, uh, a, whatever. A camera to to record the duel. Gave us a microphone. I mean, he worked his butt off. I'm, not... but we were like literally, we were right next to the student section. It was a terrible spot to be because they never shut up. Right? They were, they weren't... I mean, they were chirping the whole time. Like it was just <laughs> weird because I thought their <laughs> athletic was right there, like maybe, maybe have them quiet down a little bit. <laughs> he was probably leading cheers. Yeah, like oh, good man. for him. It was super fun. I like in all seriousness, I have to tip my hat to Mounds View. Yeah, I, I Very mean, good yeah, at the host. end of the
0: day, like we get it. I've been bugging about all night. And um, certainly, Simley went into that duel um, thinking that, you know, when they scheduled the duel, they knew they could win. When they went in the duel, they knew even though they might be down a couple guys, they still, it's a winnable duel. Like you just have to, And Simley wrestled well at a lot of weights. Moundsview wrestled great at a ton of weights and it's just kind of the way tough duels shake out. But I got to think at the end of the day, um, you know, both sets of coaches are happy with the fact that, um, they had this tough competition against a a school from a different class this time of year. So Moundsview knows they can hang with and beat one of the best teams in double a knows that, um, you know we can't just hang out here. Like if, if we wrestle good teams, we've got some improvements to make, some adjustments to make, and you know overall it's it's good for the sport. It's and it's it's good without hurting anything. There's no no seating affected or or what have you.
1: The only, yeah the only thing I wish people could see like the the MN wrestle stream the camera. It was it felt like it was from me to your house in Randolph away. It's a long ways away. Well, so I didn't, I, I never saw that. So that that's an easy adjustment, right? We we'll just zoom in a little bit for the next time, or move the table a little bit closer. Like we can fix that, right? I'll right. Send Lawrence a message and be like, let's fix this. But I wish there was. I wish we had a, a some, a, a couple of shots of the student section. No doubt. No it doubt. Was I mean, we we're. Kind, I was talking earlier today with a couple of buddies trying to figure out the number and like. It was maybe like 200, 250 students there. They did, l- did you ask the wrong guy that gave you an answer?
0: Like 50, 50 kids were there, and I'm like, "Are you?" Ca-? I wasn't even there, and knew there were more than fifty kids here. Well, I, jo- I asked Joe LaRose <laughs> that. I mean, apparently he's cross-eyed.
1: You know, like more than. I mean, that whole section, a quarter of the bleachers were full, right? Of students all wearing white, and they never sat down, and they never.
0: That's where, that's where, you know, look, Aaron, Aaron is not like, um, you know, he's not the most experienced, like he's a young kid, young guy. He's going to get the hang of things for MN wrestle and get used to stuff. And that's where maybe he roams around even with his, with his phone, right. Take a few pictures and get like, maybe get a picture of you and Joe with a giant student section right on top of you behind you. That's a pretty cool picture. You know, he'll, he'll get the hang of that. He will.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, uh, you know what, give, if you're not, if you're listening to us, give MN Wrestle a follow, a like, whatever, whatever it is, because they're, they're putting out some, some really good content for the sport of wrestling in the state of Minnesota.
0: Well, and there's no bad content. I'll say that. So it's not like he's putting out 15, you know, messages a day on whatever platform, but he's putting out consistent stuff. He's putting out graphics with matchups. He's putting out things. But there's no bad stuff. Like, it's not like it's going to clutter your timeline with some sort of junk. It, right. It'll be good stuff that's on there. So, yeah, MN Wrestle, super easy follow.
1: And for giving MN Wrestle a shout out, Al, as we kind of wind down here, let's give a couple more sponsors a shout out General Sports, General Sports MN.com. If you're, as your team or individuals get ready to qualify for the state tournament and you guys want to get your t-shirts made, reach out to them. They do a fantastic job of, of, of producing those t-shirts in a timely manner before yeah. the state tournament, which is, there's not Huge. a ton of time. They do a, they do an awesome job and they've been a great sponsor and they love the wrestling community and they want to be, the more involved they can be, the better.
0: And they actually have good, I mean, their t-shirts are high quality. It's I mean, not that that's the end-all be-all. If everybody has to wear a scratchy shirt at state wrestling, so be it, oh right? Gosh. But they're actually comfortable. They're Super good, they're good comfortable. stuff they have. Highly recommended.
1: If you're looking for insurance, give a shout-out to, you know, track down Ashcon Mavaria State Farm Insurance and ask for the wrestling discount because you it exists. have to get the
0: wrestling discount.
1: It, it 100% exists. Jason Ellsmore of Ellsmore Plumbing. out of If you're looking for, you know, any plumbing Needs in the Rochester, in and around the Rochester area, he is your guy. Especially if you're a girls' wrestling fan, this guy puts in countless hours oh my for it. And then Todd Hanson, he's your realtor. He's our what do we call him? Our realtor to the wrestling stars at Morgan and Trust Realty. Right. Give Todd a, a shout out or reach out to Todd if you're looking to. You know what? If you if you're tired of living in Moundsview and <laughs> um, there's too many. There is too many. <laughs> too many students if you want your fan section and you want to move somewhere else
0: if we, you don't like the colors yeah, that like, your school I, you know is it green and white is that Mustangs I don't even know
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you don't like the mustangs if you want to have something different than than a mustang contact Todd Hanson
1: at Morgan and Trust <laughs> he will help square you <laughs>
0: oh boy
1: you know what? There's, that's what I got, Al.
0: I d- look, I don't have anything else I was going to mention before we stop. Um, not that there's anybody still listening, but um, how many days till the state high school tournament?
1: Oh, it's be like 32.
0: Okay, that's February 29th. 29th, Which only happens every four years. Yeah. Kind of interesting, right? Leap year. Okay, so February 29th, the Minnesota State High School Tournament. Um March 1st and 2nd is both D3 regionals and, uh, March 2nd is D2 super regions. And that's what right? I care That's about. our qualifiers to get to, to nationals, right? One of, uh, one of our favorite programs, Augsburg and, and our, our growing favorite D2 program, the Augustana Vikings, they'll wrestle on March 2nd at super regions, try to qualify for nationals. Um, the, the next week, March 9th and 10th, will be Big Tens. That's actually out in Maryland. They do have wrestling in Maryland. I checked. They do. Uh, yeah. That's that's Big Tens, right? Which is a qualifier for D1s um, for the Big Ten Conference. March 15th and 16th over in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is only like two hours away from here. Depending on where you live in Minnesota. From where we're at right now. Pretty close. Studio 2. Studio 2. Call it two hours. Um D3 Nationals will be there Augsburg will look to, to win the back-to-back national title for the first time in almost 20 years what
1: a great spot for for d3s yeah
0: well look let's be honest as much as we may or may not like to cheer against Warburg or we do right yeah, we do we absolutely do they're going to bring a bunch of people up it's a it's a short drive for them from Waverly to lacrosse so it's going to be an exciting exciting tournament with tons of of energetic fans and i recommend it highly recommend it um unless you're going to d2s in wichita that weekend (laughs)
1: yeah
0: right which some people will for sure right there's gonna be st cloud state we know a bunch of kids could be wrestling down there um but if you're not going down to kansas just jump over to lacrosse it's a fun tournament, i tell you right now and they actually lacrosse does a pretty good job of hosting they They've got bars and restaurants that are available in between sessions and, and um, they know how to host a tournament there. So that's that. And then um, March 21st, 22nd, and 23rd will be, um, down in Kansas City, Missouri, will be D1 Nationals, right? So uh, the Gophers, the Huskers, um, we've got kids at Penn State, we've got kids at South Dakota State. Man, they're all over Purdue, um, North Carolina. Anyhow, national D1 nationals will be March twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third in Kansas City, Missouri. So that's not all that far away either. Um, so anyway, yeah, we filled up. We filled up your your March from February 29th um, through March twenty third. We've got we've got wrestling, college wrestling, and high school wrestling. Available to fill your weekend. That's about. That's it. That's about all I got, Josh.
1: Sounds good to me, Al. Yeah. let We'll get together here in another week or so and go from there. Yeah. Hey, everybody have fun at uh, ninth grade state coming up soon, and
0: um, the rest of your events. We're all getting ready for postseason, and here we go.
1: Well, another great podcast. Great podcast. Time for the end of show wrap. Minnesota wrestling representing. Represent. Alan Josh is the podcast show. Just two guys that's in the know. Bring the wrestling news episodes. You can sit and listen or hear on the go. Voices is smooth. Podcast is free. Many platforms for downloading. Minnesota Wrestling. Alvin Josh Raymond report the scene. High school, college, women, youth. Minnesota Wrestling is for you. Live from the kitchen on I me, mean Studio 2. Can't wait for the next one. Stay tuned.